of Robert Zombie and crew. I was busy with the music this weekend, uh, listening to a bunch of Paul McCartney tunes. I was uh, reading his new book. Paul um, put out a book. I never thought he'd write a book. Hey, am I allowed to talk about it? I mean, at one point, they sent me the book and said, you're not allowed to talk about the fact that Paul wrote a book. But I, I would assume now wow. it's common knowledge that he wrote a book. Am I correct? I'm just getting... I'm, I'm given so many rules. You forget them. Yeah. It's okay. You're good, Howard. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean. Uh, if he's on, coming right. on to promote it, I would hope you'd be able to say it. Well, when they it sent it to me, they went, "Paul's coming out with a book. It's top secret." Blah 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 blah. And I went, "Oh my God! Don't send it to me. Then I don't want to. I don't want to do the wrong thing. No, no, no. You need to read it. But the book is great. It's called The Lyrics, and uh, the premise of the book is this: Paul doesn't remember anything that happened to him. He just like he's like, you know what? It was all a big blur. I, you know, it's very hard for me to go back. And I understand this because I have to always say to Baba Bowie, hey, what happened when I met this person or did I meet this person ever? Yeah, you say was, it all the uh, time. Baba Has Bowie. that person done the show? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Baba Sometimes Bowie. I see pictures from the show and I go, that person was on the show. I don't even have a recollection. I have the worst memory for that. Once the show's over, I don't even remember the day before. I can't even tell you what happened last week on the show. So, um, Paul is in the same boat, evidently, when it comes to the, uh, Beatles and the memories of all these, but he has an uncanny ability when he hears one of the songs he wrote, wrote, he can recall everything around that song and writing the song and what was happening in his life around that song. That's so great. That's it amazing. is great. So the book is him taking a bunch of tunes, Beatles and McCartney and Wings, and giving you anecdotes around each song that he wrote and the words for the song. And, you know, I compare it again to, you know, if Mozart, even more, like Mozart didn't even have the influence the Beatles had. If, if, if the greatest songwriter of all time, meaning Lennon and McCartney, both of them, if he wrote a book about his life or anything, I feel it's important to read it. So every story is great. I mean, I have, I must have pulled out a hundred stories that I want to ask him about these songs. But uh, again, you know, I can't keep the guy for eight hours. It's like Benji running the marathon. What? Uh, what, it, what? <laughs> it's like Benji running the marathon. I can't keep Paul here for 27 <laughs> hours. You know, <laughs> how long did it take Benji to run the marathon? <laughs> oh, my God. I was getting reports. So Benji walks, you know, and by the way, I'm not putting down anybody who walks. I mean, if you can walk 26 miles, great accomplishment. Bravo. I applaud you. But I mean, he's not that old a guy. And um, he did the marathon. Benji is. Yeah, I know. But Benji. Here's he, John Hine just gave me these stats, but here's a here it is. It took him eight hours, 22 minutes, and 55 seconds to complete the marathon. Two people finished after Benji. In other words, Benji <laughs> he was Benji beat... almost last. Yeah, he beat two people. <laughs> they claimed that by the time Benji finished the marathon, the winner of the marathon was back in Kenya enjoying a dinner. <laughs> 
There was a guy they reported on who had parked like bad park. You know, you always read about guys who did say, you know what, I'm going to complete the marathon. Right. Yeah. This guy had major issues with Parkinson's. He completed the marathon in seven hours. He beat Benji. <laughs> now that, I mean, what and one of Benji's problem? <laughs> well, one of our guys went out to support him, and it's typical of Benji. He said, you know what? Like, I wouldn't even call it a marathon. He was strolling, he says, and like not really putting much effort. He was just, you know, just walking. Yeah. It wasn't any effort at all put into it. And why is Benji fat? He's fat because he ate an entire frozen pizza right before the marathon. And the night before, for dinner, he had 2,000 calorie dinner. So, you know, oh. he, it's debatable why he needed a whole pizza. You know, in the it, morning he ate a pizza? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And when I say a frozen pizza, I'm not sure it was unfrozen. I mean, he might have eaten it frozen, <laughs> like a popsicle. Frozen. Okay. He put it on a big giant lollipop stick Crispy. and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> With some crunch to it. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Now, uh, when Benji eats that many calories, uh, he's not going to lose weight. Am I correct? Even if he is walking 26 miles. I mean, it's, he's, he's not working out hard enough to burn those off. Am I correct? I mean, why is Benji so fat? Because you got you. What are you doing? You eat that much. No wonder you finish a marathon in uh, fifty hours. You're gonna eat like a pig. <laughs> That's not the way to do it. Right. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna this... still be walking. You're gonna be walking into an early grave. You're gonna eat a frozen pizza before you're gonna run like this. <laughs> Ridiculous. Frozen <laughs> pizza. Well, you always say you got to do the work, and I don't think he did. Yeah. You know, he, he do the work. He graze, he's grazing like a cow in the field, 2,000 calories before a run. You got to work that off. <laughs> you, what is this? <laughs> you don't live in reality. You live in a fantasy world. <laughs> Did he's Benji got... pretend he was training for the marathon? I don't know. I mean, I don't get into the world of Benji. We asked him to wear a microphone. I don't even, I don't know what he wore. I didn't care. <laughs> I, he, he beat the uh, excitement out of me. Um, yeah, so in his he age group... You should have walked to a gym. You're going to a gym. <laughs> He's walking around the city like a homeless man. Even a homeless person do a marathon in less than eight hours. Ridiculous. Well, uh, you know, I know you're a weight loss doctor, and uh, you sometimes, you might have to do the operation on Benji. You might have to uh, make his stomach small. might smaller. be one of your patients yeah, gonna, one of these days. I'm going to do right. a brain surgery on him to cut out his brain. Because <laughs> a guy like, you know, Howard, I'm from Iran. In Iran, we see a guy that size. They're going to chase him out of the town like a Frankenstein. They, he's a monster. <laughs> the size of a monster back at, at home. So here's the stat. I think in his age group, Benji finished ahead of two people. And out of the whole marathon, Benji finished 24,857 out of 29,940. That means... Well, that's a little more than well, 83 people. It's 83 people in the entire marathon finished behind. That, I mean, that, that's like crazy. And then, like, he's so worried about maintaining his, his calorie intake that... He ran with so many cliff bars in his pocket for snacks that it weighed down his oh. pants. They kept falling they kept falling you don't out of his need pants. Cliff bars to walk. That's for people <laughs> who are running. They're yeah, like, trying to keep energy going through their and body. And okay, you're worried about it. Bring one cliff bar. 
He had so many. They along the route, they were falling out of his pockets, and he's walking. It's not like I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the stories I'm are crazy. I'm going to hope that he brought those for others who mm. might have forgotten to bring something. Yeah, like he, he's built like Santa Claus, so he should have handed them out to all the <laughs> young people <laughs> along the route. Cliff bars. I mean, you see a lot of people who are heavy and they claim they're runners, and now I know why. They just they think they can eat whatever they want. You still have to. Doctor, now you still have to burn the calories, right? You still have to uh, worry about how many calories you take in, even if you're a runner. You can't just keep eating like it's uh, an all-night party. At some point, you gotta you gotta take in, you gotta put it out. Right, right. The guy, he's a, he like the training. He don't like the doing. This is the problem. <laughs> right. They like to train. They don't like to do the work. The work, right. Okay. Cliff bar, he's going to walk off a cliff. He keep eating this way. I'm not telling you. You're very fast. <laughs> Benji's pace per mile was 19 minutes and 11 seconds. That's just almost ridiculous. So according to our guys, he put absolutely no effort. That's the part I like. It was, this is how it was. It was described as a long stroll with no effort. <laughs> like no effort. And, and again, if you walk 26 miles, God bless you. I went for a four-mile walk the other day. I, I thought I was going to collapse. I was so tired. But don't call it a race. It's not yeah. a race. <laughs> in fact, I don't think he qualified to be in the marathon. In other words, I don't think he was officially counted. Am I right, John? What was that whole thing where he went so slow that... Yeah, at a certain some point, they they just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> they're cleaning up. They're doing all that other stuff. Oh, but if right. you register and if you cross the line, they do measure how long it took. But So uh, when he crossed the line, they had already swept up and cleaned it. Like he was there with the cleaning crew. My guess, if, if Benji started at uh, 12 o'clock, I think was his start time. That means he was done around 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, so, it's uh, dark. Yeah, it, it gets dark uh Again, earlier because of daylight savings. So he was yeah. walking in the dark for a few hours at the end. It's no marathon. It's a strollathon. And like Benji's biggest fear was that he'd starve to death. So that's why he had the pizzas and the clip. Like, like he'd never. In one day, he, in eight yeah. hours, he would starve to death. He was running. He, he was strolling so late that he actually got run over by a street sweeper. But he's fine. <laughs> He bounced right back. Well, I wonder, did he see the people sweeping? Did By the time he crossed that finish line, was the finish line still there? You know, That's what I mean. It might not. They erect. No, I, I think the, like the, the tape, not the tape, but the line is still there. But everything the else is gone. The line is still there. Yeah, the, yeah. That, that day is where people stand and cheer. That's gone. gone. All, yeah. the, all the spectators are gone. Yeah, Benji's there's out there one, walking alone in the dark. Right. There's one drunk, I think, sleeping on the <laughs> benches that they had set up. So weird. Hey, James. You're on the Howard, air. what's up, man? Hey. Uh, so I ran a marathon yesterday, and this morning I'm checking all photos, everybody I follow. So I checked Benji. He literally is posing in the park before the race with a pizza, and then he's going over the Veranzano. He has on a hat with a towel, long sleeve T-shirt, short sleeve T-shirt, cargo shorts, sweatpants, <laughs> and two sweatshirts tied around his waist. Oh, my waist. God. 
Yeah. Cargo <laughs> shorts. We can go on a safari, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you wear when you go to, you know, take pictures of lions in Africa. I, I saw that immediately in bed this morning. I'm like, I had to call in. This is no shtick. This guy's out of his goddamn mind. Why would you wear cargo shorts, Benji? Like, at least get a pair of, like, nice walking shorts or running shorts. So I could uh, hold everything that was that I was carrying. Yeah, but why do you need – Why? I mean, I don't know if it's shtick or what. Are you doing it for laughs? Because I can't figure you out. Like, no, no, the cargo shorts – I mean, I, I was really trying like to – Like, why so many cliff bars? Dude, I mean, you're walking. You, you could certainly survive for eight hours with one cliff bar. I know you could survive, but I, I was concerned – um, and I was very nervous about getting prepared for it. So, like, I, I, I'm sure I overdid it, but I, I was like, oh, what if I get way too hungry? Then I can't, then I just don't have, you know, th- and that hunger keeps me from finishing. You, you know, that's why you're hungry. Are you, you, are you going to starve? You never stop eating. I, I are you going to starve? <laughs> I don't think. I, and, and why I couldn't was, you <clears throat> tank up, like, with a breakfast and then, you know, and then uh, take your walk? Well, and bring a clip bar. Okay, you didn't start till twelve, right? But I also he was late for the marathon. To, I didn't want to have the marathon to, uh, start. It doesn't start at noon, does it? Well, they start people at different stages because oh. there's so many runners. <laughs> they should have started. I don't know him what like, stage Benji was in. They should have started him from from the big like like seven hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, at least might have been light when he finished. <laughs> he should have started on Saturday and the marathon was on Sunday. <laughs> I was originally thinking about signing up to start at the very beginning, like with the elites. But I thought people get pissed about that. And plus you could stop at a bodega if you were really that hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're There's just strolling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're you're not like going, going on a hike of Mount Everest. You're going down the street. <laughs> Avenue. You, wanna, why you gotta be such a gross pig? I didn't want to eat so much in the morning because I wanted to be able to use the bathroom before I went went to uh, Staten Island. Yeah, Benji take a big dump in his cargo pants. It'd be nice. <laughs> like just have it drop out like an elephant. <laughs> you know, like pull it. Maybe pull that's why he couldn't run. He was afraid yeah. that something would come out. Yeah, I feel I feel my bowels loose. <laughs> but he wasn't going for time. He's not Greta White's Vites. He's uh. He could have stopped at a bodega and gone to the bathroom. Sure. By the way, any number of things. Is it, are those the same clothes you wore at the marathon? This is my shirt and my bib. Yeah, he's wearing the same fucking clothes he he wore at the marathon. <laughs> Shows you he didn't even. I mean, I mean, the guy doesn't even wash his clothes. He's disgusting. He's he's a vile person. He doesn't right. even look like a normal guy. <laughs> Why you do that? Why you wear all clothes? What are you trying to do in your life? You don't, you're going to die? Why you do that? Is this what you want to be buried in is what Dr. Now wants to know. Dr. Now is saying to you <laughs> something, Benji. Answer him. Um, no, I just want to wear it for the next couple of weeks. You want to wear all clothes? You want to eat a pizza? You want to have a big breakfast? And you don't want to do the work. So you're going you're gonna to die. You're going to be gross, you're going to be fat, and you're going to be dead. You I, I can, how I you can do see that? how you're, you're looking at it, you guys are looking at it. But like, no, but I mean, I, how, did you feel, how did you feel when, like, the Parkinson's dude beat you? Like, were you like, well, geez, maybe I should put The whole way, in. there was these, no, I was, Howard, I, I was putting effort in. 
How could you be beaten way. by a Parkinson's guy who has major problems? I mean, how? How is that possible that you came in almost I, I'm telling you, I saw 83 people, people, like, people. 83 people were behind you. That's it. it. It wasn't just the Parkinson's guy. It was like, well, first of all, I started at the very back. Um, and there was Parkinson's there guy were. finished in seven hours. I dude. agree. If you had I even, was, even I, if you just, I, like, they're if just you, comparing if you had times, purpose. Benji, not yeah. what time you finished. Yeah, he doesn't no, understand. No, no. They, I, they they clock everyone. I do understand. If you walk with had, purpose, you would have you would have maybe the cliff bars weighed you down. I mean, that's well. <laughs> I think I could have done about an hour, hour and a half better if I. Hmm. When I realized I mean, the tracker was okay. If you were putting effort in, that's even sadder. I mean, that's if you were trying. I mean, it's. You know, I remember watching the marathon years ago. What were you saving ago. yourself for? <laughs> I just remember, I got to reserve my energy. I, I mean, I remember watching the marathon and there'd be people like who were like, you know, around dinner time already. They weren't in and, the, and there'd be like cabs, like taxi cabs stuck behind people. That's Benji. Like there's a guy, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's like he's holding up traffic. Well, it was, it was, mm. it was scary towards the end because. It was dark it's over. and the course, yeah. And, uh, like I almost got, I was with a group of people and we almost got lost up in the Bronx and then, Oh my uh, God. Oh my God. And then you're Alex, walking, you know, Alex, you're on the air in Maryland. Howard, 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 Howard. I cannot believe I'm on the air with you. This is a dream come true. Um, it is a Monday morning, man. There is no way we can be starting off with Benji talk, dude. Fuck Benji. He didn't even care about the fucking marathon. Who cares about this shit, man? Benji, All right, I'll give you something you good that Benji did. Alex, Alex, I'll give you something yeah. good Benji did. You want to hear uh, You want to hear? Um, Benji call medicated Pete's mom? Not mom, but medicated Pete and try to pick up. This is so complicated, Alex. but it's crazy. You got to hear this, though. This hey, is pretty good. Let, I'll give it to Benji. It, man. Let, let's hear it. Let's, let's fucking do it. Okay. All right. Benji, I'm going to redeem you, even though you had a horrible finish on the marathon and you put no effort in, and you should take that medal you're wearing and, and like, give it to somebody who, who deserves it. Now. You I should really... tape it in your mouth. You stop eating, you have a medal in your goddamn mouth. I was really proud of finishing. You said I would never finish it. Did I? Well, all right. Congratulations. Listen, the guy walked 26 miles. It's not a yeah. small accomplishment. That is not easy. I'll I do it know a lady, a lady 800 pounds, she walked faster than this. Right, right. 800, right. 900 pounds, you still walk faster than eight hours for a marathon. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> there were Eat. people, like, elderly people limping in front of me, and I couldn't understand why I couldn't get it in front of them. But, you know, yeah, They put in the work. <laughs> they, they do a try. They do, they, they do the training. You stand there like a cow in a field. <laughs> like a little baby gonna crawl faster than you if you see. At least you have Parkinson's and make it harder for you to eat. Doctor now, Doctor now, you got to hear this, Robin. You'll love this. Here's a stat on okay. Benji. All of the wheelchair participants finished ahead of Benji, except for one. <laughs> a 69 year old guy named William Riley finished seven seconds ahead of Benji. Just of course, but he did it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you said everyone finished. Let me read this again. Hold it. Uh, maybe I'm reading this wrong. All wheelchair participants finished ahead of Benji except for one. Oh, okay. That's period. 69 year old William Riley 69! finished seven seconds ahead of Benji. 
Kicking his ass wow. next year. All wheelchair participants finish the head. They're, the they're in a chair. Oh, they still on. have to You're use their arms and hands. Yeah, uh, he's You're not a serious person. No, I didn't I don't know. Doctor, now is right. You're not they a must serious start person. Them differently. I didn't see. You them. must be doing it for a bit. I can't imagine you're that slow. Jim, go ahead. You're on the air. Howard, this is making me crazy to listen to Benji. Is he on a delay? Does he have like dial-up internet where he's at? Because you talk to the guy. And he takes forever to say anything. There's just no energy. I, I, I can only imagine why it took him so long to finish the marathon <laughs> because it just there's just no energy. There is no you – know, whenever Effort. he's on, I'm just like wait, waiting for him to fucking say something is like it, – it's killing me. I feel like I'm wasting years of my life as I'm sitting there waiting for Benji to like say something when you say something or Dr. Now addresses him. And you have to be like a go-between and say, okay, Dr. Now, go ahead. Uh, can you talk to Benji? And then Benji just sits there. What, why is there a delay? Why can't he respond to you in a normal way ever? I mean, it's not like this he, is something new. He's, he's in a coma from all the food. He's eating so much, <laughs> it's going to slow him down. <laughs> Only have the energy when you're eating, you're stuffing your face, and you're Jim. putting a frozen pizza in your mouth. Jim, I got to tell you, you're asking questions that I've been, I've known. How long I know you, Benji? How long you working with me? Uh, like around 21 years, I think. 21 years. I've been asking the same questions for 21 years. <laughs> I don't get the guy. I honestly don't. For real. Well, you, just, Howard. I don't get it, man. You are an enabler. You enable the behavior. <laughs> you enable the eating. And you keep him employed. And of course he's going to do this. Mm -hmm. You're right. an, well, you are an enabler. I, I kind of am. I, I'm a Benji fan. Benji's a funny guy. But like Benji, like sometimes I want to grab him and go, Benji, you could be a major player in this organization. You've been here 21 years. Other people are passing you by. Come on, dude. Let's get Come on. Let's go. Like that, chop, chop. Let's way, go. The same way that everyone feels the same way as we're sitting here and listening. Dude. He's been on a show forever. And it's just like pulling teeth every time he gets on the air and you know talking about the marathon this is an opportunity for benji to like no one no one has done the marathon recently like man you could bring some perspective talk about but you know meanwhile we got to hear about his pants falling down because he had cliff bars come on man <laughs> i'm not running the conversation dude oh okay it's my fault yeah, but, no, I'm not, I, but i try to answer questions no, literally fine. this Jim, ask Benji a question, see if he can answer. You. It's about you. I so know, and I tried to address thing? things, and when I did, people didn't let me. But that's, I mean, I, 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 that's you're doing it. As uh, all right, all right, all right. It's just, it's just so boring. All right, thank well, you, Jim. Well, were, were there still people? Were there still <laughs> people on the course? Were there still people on the course when you're going to finish, Benji? I told you, you eighty-three. Jim, listen to me. 83 people were behind Benji. And that's it. Out of How thousands. How many people were in that group that almost got lost? Like, they're out there wandering around. They don't even know the route anymore. Well, they that's the, the thing. Alzheimer's. I did the, think there the, were the, people... the, the, the Jews were less lost in the desert for all those years. Exactly. <laughs> I was Here, Jim. About Jim, you want to go anymore. nuts? Here, Jim. Jim, do this. Ask Benji uh, how old he is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, God. Benji, how old are you? 
I recently turned 50, and that was part of the celebration of, of celebrating, of doing the race. Wow. Is that true? Don't, don't Is that true? I'm so excited about it. Hold it. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Swear on the life Bullshit. of your mother well, that you're 50. I, 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 I did say years ago, I hate doing any kind of things like that, so I, I said I won't do that. I did it once, something like that, and I said I won't do that again. <laughs> so See I won't I mean? do that again. Why don't you well, swear, swear on okay, a pizza? Howard, swear on your life of your kids about something, about anything. Okay. See, this is where it goes sideways. You, you can Why? pick. You can Why pick you what you swear on the life. If I'm life telling the truth, I'll swear on the life of my kids. Okay, so you pick some something that's true and swear on the life of your kids. My name is Howard Stern. I swear on the swear life on the of my life. kids. All right, I don't do that. <laughs> oh. See what I mean, Jim? What? Well, I oh go through the God. exercise. Oh. That's the, don't I, go I don't like when people do that. That's the problem. Right. Hey, okay, then I'll ask you a simple question. Are you telling the truth about your age, or are you making up a number? I'm asking you, you to, to be a man, and t- tell me if you're telling me the truth. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking but, you. Th- listen, there was, there's years a ago when we... answer. It's a yes or no. Years ago, years ago when we first discussed Okay, all right. all right. You see what I mean, Jim? Later, Benji. All right. That's it. Yes. Oh all right, my I'm going to redeem. Oh my I know. God. I know. Why don't you eat I, yourself I think, to death you know, in the second thought? <laughs> Howard, there's things that you won't answer. And I said I said years ago. Your age? Said, hey. well, I, uh, yeah, there are yeah. things I won't answer because l- let's say it's not. I don't want my entire life on the air. Most, of my, I would say, certainly when you look at me in history, you would say here's a guy who put out a lot about his life, a lot about his personal habits, a lot about I his have emotional. No, when I have a chance. But, Jim, but but I gotta go. I got I, I gotta get out of this, Benji. I gotta get out of it. I gotta get out of it. I, I gotta move on. I got so much I want to. Off of a bridge. No, but yeah, I picked something different than you to, that I don't okay. want to talk about. Why? Fair enough. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. 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 All right. Oh fair my enough. God. Right. Congratulations. Oh my God. on my keys. You're a fat piece of shit. It's easy. It's not so hard to do this. All right, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god all right benji's gone all right more doctor now right <laughs> i'm gonna redeem benji now here's what this this is great i think it's great i'm not even sure what's going on here it's so fucking crazy but benji you know we all love medicated pete he's one of our yes. favorite whack packers uh you know if you're not a regular fan of this show this is a guy we met he was my intern we met him when uh uh, I'd say about 2009, we met Medicated Pete, and Pete suffers from Tourette's Syndrome, so I named him Medicated Pete. Not the most brilliant name, but, you know, I look at people, I see their affliction, and then I name them. He was on tons of medication, therefore Medicated Pete. It's stuck. Anyway, Pete's now 46 year old. He's 46 years old. I'm starting to talk like doctor now. He's 46 year old. <laughs> He's 46. He's 46. used to be 45. Right? 46. Pete is now 46 years old and still living with his mom. And she cares. Like, he's 46 and she cares for him. She buys his clothes. She takes him grocery shopping. You know, he's, that's his life. And what we, are we going to do when she's gone? I don't want I don't anything know. to happen to her. I think we're going to have to take care of him. He <laughs> worked here and we didn't even know what to do with him. But he was so good on the air. But he would basically stand behind John Hine in the office. <laughs> and like look over his shoulder all day 
And then we'd yeah. give him something to do. And then sometimes he'd just disappear upstairs to the executive suites. It's serious. Like we'd find him. And, and uh, at the time, Mel Karmazin was running the company. He goes, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> running around by my office? And we'd be, oh, shit. It's medicated Pete. We better get him out of there. Because Mel doesn't put up with that shit. You know, he's not. No, he's got a loiterer sitting yeah. in the middle of the, the corporate offices. Yeah. He had a stalker up there. <laughs> And then he'd be up. He'd see Mel. He go, "Hey, hey, Mel, how you doing? What's up? And, yeah, Medicated Pete, how you doing? Medicated What's Pete. Up? Yeah, he always tells you who he is. Medicated Pete. Anyway, uh, just to give you some background info before we get to Benji's shtick with him, uh, here's Pete's mom explaining what it's like to go grocery shopping with Medicated Pete. He acts like he's totally incompetent. It drives me nuts. In the grocery store, he's right next to the cart. I said, why don't you go get your insure? And he said, uh, uh, can we afford it? And now I've got people looking at me like I'm homeless. I don't know what this is. And now, meanwhile, I load all the groceries myself. So now I'm in a sweat because some of the bags were falling off the cart. He's, meanwhile, he's still standing there. And I'm picking the bags up off the floor. And he, and then he's like this, the whole, mom, 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 people were looking at him and then looking at me like, God bless you, you know, woman, your age and you had this, this burden. Yeah. Oh dear. And Pete's like no help around the house either. And his mom's an old woman, you know, Here, here's Pete's well, mom talking he's about 46. She's got to be old. <laughs> Yeah, here's Pete's mom talking about shoveling snow with Pete during a big snowstorm last year. And, like, Pete didn't lift a finger. Like, she she had to do everything. Listen to I this. said, let's try to shovel this. And then he's yelling, you can't, you can't shovel snow, Mom. And I'm like, why not? And he said, because you're, you know, 68 or whatever. I said, Peter, I can run rings around you. I cleared off, like, a huge path, and he's still out there with one snowflake at a time. And then he came in, and he we had to go through the whole thing. God, he was having a heart attack. He, he looking up on the internet, uh, shoveling snow, and you know what it does to your heart, and you know, forget it. Uh, anyway, here's where here's where Benji comes in. And good work, Benji. Uh, so despite all the issues that Pete's mom has with him and Pete has with his mom and they live together, but Pete is super protective of his mom as protective as Pete can be. Uh, Pete's mom has been single for many years. So Benji, this was a good bit. Was this your idea? We were curious how Pete no, would no, react. Sal, Sal, Sal orchestrated it. So kudos. Sal orchestrated. Okay. So it's a collaboration here. We were curious how Pete would react to someone trying to date his mom. Mm. specifically if it was Benji, you know, I mean, honestly, it, it all jokes aside, I love Benji, but I would not want him dating my mother. I just don't. I don't but want Benji to be my stepfather. Has a problem with <laughs> yeah. Benji dating his mom. Well, let, what do you think? What do you think? You think Pete's going to have a problem with Benji or is he going to be cool with Benji? You know, well, I dating would imagine and- in general, <clears throat> he has a problem with his mom dating. But he can't right. be like, it's better for his mom to be with him than Benji, can he? Well, here's Benji in this first clip asking Pete for permission if he could date Pete's mom. Here you go. 
And then it gets crazier. Benji. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I my dating life, I don't know if you've heard, has not been going so great. Yeah. But uh, I have, like, a lot of attraction to your mom. Oh, really? You know how, like, there's some people you're just, like, fucking drawn to? <clears throat> um. And that's how I feel about her. I guess I basically want your blessing to move forward with it. She's good where she is, actually, you know. <laughs> she, she's not... She doesn't want to see anybody or date anybody or do anything like that, you know. <laughs> I don't want her dating other people. I want her, you know, I just want to be dating her. Uh, I, that's a tough one. That's, that's a strong one. I I would actually have to have to think think about it, you know. Man, that is selfish of Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Benji, I don't want you to know this, but don't tell anyone. My, my mom's a lesbian. You can't date her. <laughs> I, I would do anything I could not to have Benji date my mom. It would be just too weird. I'd be like, hey, Benji, you're not going to believe this. Thank you for asking about my mom. I admit she's very sexy, but she just died literally this minute. So she can't date. But he was anyway. happy to hear from Benji. You wouldn't even be happy to hear from Benji if he called you at home. So <laughs> oh, Pete's lonely. Pete was happy to hear from Benji. So then this got weird. Benji decides to try another angle with Pete since he, you know, Pete's kind of saying, no, you know. Right. Benji, yeah, that's a tough one. Follow this. Benji then asks Pete to role play as his mom. And I thought it was weird. Pete was into it. So <laughs> Benji, you're Benji and Pete's the mom. From what I, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think, I'm pretty okay. sure from what I remember, that's correct. All right. Listen to this. You look like your mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have your mom's face. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Can you um kind of talk like your mom? Hi, Benji. How are hey, you? Pete's mom. How's hey. everything going? Well, seeing you standing here in your towel, walking out of the shower with your glasses yeah. and... Nice. Hot. I gotta nice. kiss your neck. Yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> pretty hot. Do you like the way I kiss you? Yeah, pretty hot. Pretty hot. You feel me getting hard? Looking good. I'm not as big as Pete, but I'm pretty thick, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, looking good. I like that beard. Yeah? Pretty sexy. I want it. Yeah, looking good. Mm. I want you to sit on my face. I want to feel your piss pussy looking good i want to feel your pussy looking good right up and down my face you want to want to rub your pussy against my beard yeah say it yeah yeah it's looking good i, I love it <laughs> oh yeah i love that beard man i love your <laughs> pussy pete's mom yeah yeah it feels really good oh my god yeah jesus wow what is it what is going on there, Benji? I think Pete <laughs> likes pretending to be a woman. And uh, he likes any kind of contact with any human being, I think. I, I he guess. Was very so. into it. Crazy. Were you freaking out that he was so into it? I mean, wow. It, at first, it was a little, yeah, it was a little, it was strange and just funny. and, and But then it actually, it, <laughs> it, it weirdly got, worse. got, it got sexy. It actually was like like Ooh, it was a really? weird turn on kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, Benji says to uh, Pete's mom, you know Pete, to grab her son's cock. This this is where I got confused even what's going on. But but see if you can follow it. 
You made Pete's cock. Yeah. Put your hand around it, Pete's mom. I got it. Yeah. Uh-oh. You got to see it. <laughs> you say, Pete's mom made that cock. Pete's mom made this big cock. I have it. I have it. It's right here. You want me to fuck your pussy with that big cock? Yeah. Yeah. You like my big cock, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> fuck Pete's mom with Pete's big cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to come inside Pete's mom with Pete's big cock. Yeah. We good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like fucking Pete's mom with Pete's big cock. Sounds good. Sounds good. Can I come on your right. mom's tits with your cock? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Make me come. Uh, make Pete's cock come now. Uh, oh, make Pete's cock come. I'm so fucking close. Come on my tits. I gotta hurry. I gotta go. Oh, my God. That was really fucking good. At one point, I lost complete track of who Benji is supposed to be fucking. All I know is <laughs> I I'm disturbed by it. <laughs> I think what happened was Benji is Benji. Okay. Pete was Pete is Pete's mom, but then Benji and says, "Hey," Pete. and he's Pete. So he yeah. was like, "Hey, <laughs> Mrs. You know, hey Pete's mom, grab Pete's cock and fuck yourself with your son's cock." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's and what so was happening. Pete is his mom with his hand on his cock. And I think what's going on for Pete is such a lonely guy. You know, he's usually kind of shunned, doesn't have a lot of friends. Just the idea that Benji wants to talk to him is good enough for Pete. Yeah. And, Did yeah. you really think he came? Me? Yeah, no, Ben. Not ben, you. you think ben, Pete Benji, came. did you come? No. <laughs> <laughs> Benji, did you come? <laughs> oh, no, of course not. No, but you think Pete did? I, I maybe. I don't know. I mean, I was joking when I just said, "Of course not." I was definitely getting turned on too. It was like a weird thing. You had yeah. an erection. I don't. I don't. I, I don't remember. I I just remember it was like it was weirdly getting sexy and disgusting. So after all of that, the question still stands. Did Pete agree to let Benji date his mom? Right. And I'm still not sure. I'll play you this clip. So here we go. Your mom's fucking hot. Oh, thanks. When, when can I ask your mom out? When's a good time to call her? I'll put in a good word for you. Well, just put in the good word. I will. And if I date her, we can do all this stuff in person, you know? I know. That would be awesome. You got hard? Yeah. Yeah. You want to let it out, too, or? I'll probably let it out later. Bye, Pete's mom. Bye, Benji. Mm, that was it. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, those guys had a lot of fun together. Oh, my but, God. I think he just agreed to do that in real life <laughs> if Benji and his mom start dating. Yeah. You know, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't play any everything. Like, his mom was there at the time. Because at one point he said, I have to go out. Like, he had to go sit on the porch to to talk to me so she didn't hear oh what was going on. So I guess the way to Pete's mom's heart is through Pete's cock. Well, you so. know what they say about men once they get aroused and have some release, you can talk them into anything. <laughs> so right. Benji, Who knows Benji what knew how to do it. <laughs> anyway, so maybe the marathon was a little bit slow, but this bit was very fast. It was very good. All right. Thanks, Benji. Good job. Congratulations, Benji. Thanks, man. Yeah. You see what you know happens when you do the work? You do yep. a good job. You get a right. congratulation from the boss. 
Do you see, too? You see the medal Benji's wearing? That was for that bit. I gave it to him. <laughs> gave him a nice medal. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. Oh, like a stolen valor. Stolen valor. Right. Medal. You can All right. Benji, congratulations on your marathon and, uh, and, 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 and your medal. Very nice. Thank you. My, uh, I, I took it to show uh, my grocery store people last night, and they, they, they made a bigger deal out of it than you did. Yep. Well, they didn't see. I mean, they were really happy for me. Yeah. Well, they They think you ran, and they didn't know you were in cargo shorts with with so many Cliff bars that they started falling out of your pockets. What happened? Like, why? Why? I mean, how many Cliff bars did you have that they would fall out of your pockets? Well, I had lots of things in my pockets, and uh, it was when I would try to pull something out, like it would, you know, I would just had to be careful. But I had lots. Yeah, I I, sure I had too many Cliff bars. What else was in your pockets? Why did you load up your pockets to go run a marathon? Uh, hamburger, hot dog, bogo <laughs> <ski. laughs> All right, enough. Kicking. All right, thank you, guys. Bye, Dr. Now. Bye, Benji. All right, there you go. Benji and the marathon. And I was so worked up over the weekend about this fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers of the NFL. I don't even know where to begin with that story. I mean, this fucking guy, I don't watch football. Sorry, I'm not a big fan. I know the guy's a real good football player. That's why they put up with his bullshit. If I ran the NFL... He's going to be a Hall of Famer, so yeah, you know that he's important to the franchise. If I was the, uh, you know, if there was decency in this world, you know, I would throw this guy out of the football league so fast. What he did to his fellow teammates and, you know, bravo, Terry Bradshaw for what you said and everyone else who's got half a brain in this country. But this fucking guy, they should throw him out of the league so fast with the guy who crashed his car at 153 miles an hour. And some poor lady, this guy, some poor lady was walking her dog and the dog and the lady burned up in his car. Because he hit him. And uh, she they, oh, the last words out of her were just screams of pain from the fire. Mm. I mean, he's facing 40 years in jail. It should be a life sentence. I mean, he just essentially just killed someone with his car. But he should be thrown out of the league, which he was, I assume. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, come on, dude. Really? You know, that whole bullshit game. Yeah, I have the antibodies. Now, first of all, I don't know where these guys get their information from. They refu- he, he At the press conference, he said he got his information from uh, Joe Rogan. With all due respect, Joe Rogan's Why a, a guy. Why would you go to Joe Rogan with a medical problem? Yeah, you, you got doctors who study in medical school. I don't know what has happened to this country. But this is a guy who wanted to be the host of Jeopardy to prove that he's a football player and he's smart. And then you hear yeah. he went to Joe Rogan for medical advice. But he didn't do a bad job as a host of Jeopardy, which actually surprised me. because Well, uh, basically you know, it's reading, and maybe somebody's in his ear telling him what to say. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so until now, everybody assumed that this fucking asshole was um, vaccinated because he answered the question back in August like this. Are you vaccinated, and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Um I'm immunized. You know, there's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and I made statements, owners who made statements. Um, 
you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Not going to judge them. You can judge them. Because you're okay. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't seem to understand why people are upset with him. They're upset. Not because, you know what? There's lots of movie stars who have actually walked away from movies because they do not want to be vaccinated. At least they're telling the truth. Yeah. This guy was lying. And he's putting other people's health at risk. He's a fucking liar, and he could have destroyed a lot of people. Well, not only that, there's only so many games a year in the NFL, and he's going to miss two of them. That's crucial to that team and how they fare this season. And every anti-vaxxer has their own bullshit COVID cure. You know, the conservatives have their horse medication, hippies have their sage and garlic and ginger, everyone... You know, everyone has got some cure, and they take this crazy shit, but they won't take the vaccine, which is medically approved, which has been checked out. It's effective. Millions of people have done it now, and they can see them walking around. I mean, at least Kyrie Irving from the Nets admits he wasn't vaccinated. Okay, I don't respect him, but at least he's telling the truth. He's not lying to his team. Anyway, no one got madder than Chris Mad Dog Russo, which I'm I'm with the guy on this. Yeah, what did yeah, he, Chris say? There you go. He get you know he did that yelling thing he does. I think the guy's going <laughs> to bust a blood vessel in his brain. Where was the mask when he, so he, not, when he went to... to that Halloween party? Where was the mask at the Halloween party? He was not vaccinated. Where's the mask? If I have to wear a goddamn mask when I go to an airport indoors and I can't live the life without a mask and I'm vaccinated, so should he. Yeah, he sprays a lot of droplets when he does that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went to some Halloween party without a mask while he's running around. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. You know, it's just crazy. I see angry blacks on the phone. He's anti-vax. All right. Uh, again, I don't know who, you know, he, when he, he wants to get on the air and say vaccines are a scam and it's all a hoax. I'll let him. But I, I don't know where these people get the information from. I guess they read it on the Internet somewhere, but they won't believe their government. They won't believe a doctor. What is it? Where do you get the statistics? Yeah, where do you come up with these opinions, Angry Black? Hey, now, old friend, I, I really basically base it on science. I base it on watching Dr. Show. And I base it on, you know, the Internet and stuff. I'm kind of now handy back fully 100% now because what concerns me, people double vax, triple vax, and they're still contracting COVID. Why don't you understand? You're a bright guy. Why don't you understand that, of course, you can still get COVID, but you do not die? And secondly, if all of us took the vax, it would then eradicate a lot of this, the transmission and slow it down, and we'd get herd immunity. Why? Why? Why, why is it so they, baffling they don't even to you? Men- you don't. Fauci you just don't believe. Even mention herd immunity anymore. Remember when this all started? Well, we, because we missed the opportunity to get hurt. Well, I mean, where are you reading? I mean, what are you reading on the internet that you can't get from a medical science? The vaccine no, works. No, I just- you took the polio vaccine. You took the mumps vaccine. You took all these vaccines. But you won't take the fucking COVID thing and get us out of this and then protect your neighbors and the elderly? Stop it already. This is silly. No, Pete, I think the real reason myself and a lot of other people don't want to get the shot 
is basically, you know, you're being told to do it. I mean, I right. mean, now this may affect are. me next January, bro. I mean, I'm out at work because I'm, I'm injured. But, you know, this may affect me next year if President Biden's executive order, you know, goes through on January 6th, where Let's in hope. order for me to have employment, I might have to get a shot. Yes, do you have course. insurance on your car, Angry Black? You bet I do, sweetheart, on that BMW M440. Yes, but somebody told you you had to have it. No, it's I guess, mandatory. True, but yes, you have to have insurance in the state of New Jersey. That is correct. Do you ever stop but at a red you light? you go along with that. How come people can't say, take a vaccine and end this plague? This plague is it, pretty much almost over. You just got to, you know. No, it's, it's be not. A no, in fact, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you something. Good. This is no Good. bullshit. Okay. So uh, my wife has a friend who uh, is a health worker, works, you know, frontline stuff. And she wrote something, and I said, uh, this is Beth's friend, Libby. Um, this is her personal experience. This has nothing to do with science. This is a, this is a woman working on the front lines. She okay. goes, I sleep and breathe COVID. I'm so tired of the dying and the tears. I'm simply over it. I'm over the rants about choice. I'm over the statements and uh, su- uh, about superior physical fitness. I am over, quote, I did my own research. I am over the gifted and now wasted organ transplants that were protected with a vaccination. I am over the snide and crass comments about our intelligence and when... D- w- why are why are we so stupid comments? I'm over the advice given to 70-year-old parents that they didn't get COVID last fall, so they won't get it this fall. I'm so tired of the lecturing me about the use of only expensive COVID interventions, but your lack of knowledge about cheap old dexamethasone and the backbone of our treatments. How could real research not include it? I'm so amazed by the way that unvaccinated loved ones and families run for the FDA EUA approved monoclonal antibodies, but 48 hours earlier were adamantly opposed to the vaccine. I sometimes wonder if we understand that the immune system interacts with everything that goes into it. Whether the needle goes into a muscle or a medication is infused into the vein or ingested, whether rubbed onto the skin or tattooed into our immune system, our bodies react. If I had a patient tell me today, three weeks into a stay where she isn't getting worse, but she isn't getting better, that she lied when she came into the hospital and said she was vaccinated because she was worried she would get worse care if she was truthful. I think now she gets it. We care for everyone and anyone. We cry with you and we care about everyone. But she's tired of the bullshit, angry black. She's tired of people like you. Well, I have a he goes, we're tapped out. We're, we're tapped out. We know when the unvaccinated get COVID, they tend to fare far worse. We don't get as emotionally attached to them, but we still root for them when we give them our best care. So um, she, she, she's begging people. She's like, I see it every day. We don't have enough bed, she writes. We don't have enough staff. We don't have enough tears. It's uh, they don't people who work in this field who are scientists and medical people. They're baffled by people like you. They're like, what the fuck? And as Robin pointed out the other day, and I love this point. 
What do you think? When they came out with the polio vaccine, that it would, it was less tested than what they have now for COVID. This COVID thing has been tested and vetted. You think I'd put anything into my body that, that I didn't believe? Medical science has said, okay. You know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's fair that let's go back four months in New York City with Mayor de Blasio having that ticket tape parade for our first responders and all the nurses, which was a beautiful thing. And then now four months later, oh, you can't have a job if you don't get a shot. Do you think that's fair? Yes, it's fair. I think it's fair. Nah, you're going to take away somebody's livelihood? Yes, yes, we're talking about life and death here. Yeah, of course, this isn't some game we're playing. People are dropping dead. People can't can't function in society because of this. It's it's, got to be, we have a cure. We have a cure. How How do you not get frustrated? There's a cure. We can get rid of this thing. We can dampen it out. You have to admit, things are a lot better this time around than they were last year. Last year yeah, because there's a vaccine control. and a lot of people some took of us, it. Because some of us exactly. are taking it. And people get, and, and, so, so what are you talking about? So go get vaccinated. And, and do I your part. I, I do my part by not coughing on nobody and sneezing. Uh, I got I to get out of this. I, I, I don't want to spend the whole show on this. Yeah, because you're talking to Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, exactly. And then Aaron Rodgers came up with some cockamamie bullshit that he's allergic. Now all of a sudden he's allergic, which is fine. If you're, to something in the vaccine. He doesn't even yeah. know what's in the vaccine. He's not allergic to anything in the vaccine. Bullshit! He's not allergic to anything in the fucking vaccine. Guarantee it. Here he is. Here he is yapping about this thing. And by the way, if you're allergic to the vaccine, so be upfront about it. Tell your teammates. I can't Quit take the vaccine. Quit football and don't infect anybody. Don't be around other people. You're not allergic to anything. In actuality, it was pretty easy in, in the beginning to eliminate two of them. And it didn't involve going into the questionable history of some of their uh, criminal activities and fraud cases or any of that stuff. Huh. It was simply the fact that I have uh, an allergy to an ingredient that's in the mRNA vaccines. So those two were out already. So my only option was Johnson and Johnson. At this time, in the early spring, I had heard of multiple people who had had adverse events around getting the J&J. Nothing that was no deaths or anything, but just some really difficult uh, times and physical uh, uh, abnormalities around uh, the J&J. But he's not worried about horse vaccine, horse deworming. Wait a minute, but COVID causes people terrible side effects, long-term COVID. It kills people. Oh, please, the guy, the dude's a dumbass football player. Like you're listening to, oh, these vaccines may cause you some side effects, or COVID could kill you. Yeah, Then then he went into how the vaccine isn't all that effective anyway doesn't work because people are still getting COVID. He's so fucking dumb. We know, know people that's are still what I getting said. COVID. Everybody's jersey should say we're with yeah. stupid on that team when he's on the field. I don't know. I heard about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls, and uh, <laughs> that was it. I couldn't get it. About one in five. Here's the facts. Here's the facts. About one in 5,000 people experienced the breakthrough infection in Washington State study. That's the fact. 
They went and gathered data from over 4 million fully vaccinated people. Yes, and there are breakthrough infections, and they're wicked, but they haven't died. We, we know you can still get it because of idiots like fucking Aaron Rodgers. And I go back to, like, these two questions for the, uh, you know, for this woke mob, like, uh, woke mob. number one, woke mob. if the vaccine is so great, then how come people are still getting COVID and spreading COVID and unfortunately mm-hmm. dying you. from COVID? Like, if the vaccine is so safe, then <laughs> how come the manufacturers of the vaccine have full immunity? Holy what? mackerel. I guess they've been indemnified or something. Who the fuck knows what he's, you know, he's reading shit on the internet. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, not, get, you know, now he's a lawyer and a doctor giving you right. all these facts. And, and now, and he's getting his, he's, he's consulting with Dr. Joe Rogan too. I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And uh-huh. I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended there in his know. podcasts. And Not a, why wouldn't you do what a doctor recommends? You know, on the phone to me, and I'm going to have the best immunity possible now, based on the 2.5 million Good. person study from Israel, that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. And I'm thankful sure for do. people like Joe stepping up and using it. Yeah, by the way, where he got that fact from, I don't know. That's it's the exact opposite. Right, the more it was you from get Joe, COVID, probably. Yeah. Joe and his research team, a, you know, as this, there was this friend of Beth's who was a nurse or whatever she, I don't know, medical worker. She said, uh, or doctor, I'm so tired of your research, your personal research. You've never researched anything else. But yeah. Now you're researching something scientific and complicated. Yeah. I don't know why he's wasting his time on football. He's such a great researcher. You go into the medical field. My research. He's going to have the greatest immunity. He's like super immune now. I say the next time this fuckhead gets injured on the field, they should bring in Joe Rogan to fix the bones. They should they should That's have right. him treat him. Now he's the only doctor they should have treat. Um, when he has to go through that concussion protocol, send him to Joe. Yeah, we'll fix him up. Give him some uh, ivermectin. I mean, I mean, what am I hearing here? This is all crazy town. It's all crazy town, man. Well, even, uh, again, I have to bring up Bill Maher because he's sitting there talking to Amy Klobuchar the other day. And she says, well, now we have, you know, the boosters and Joe and um, and Bill says not necessary. And we have something <laughs> else not necessary. And I'm like, right. uh, what's gotten into him now? Stupid must well, be contagious, you know, too. You wouldn't try to fix your own car. So why are you trying to be your own doctor? You know, I mean, if you don't know anything, I mean, okay. Anyway, I, it, could, it could drive you nuts. I'm more into this uh, Pete Davidson. I love this guy. Now he's dating Kim Kardashian. I fucking love it. I do. I love he it. He came out of the basement, you know, like when he was living at home with his mom and he was in her, in the basement, these women couldn't get to him. It's like soon as yeah. he comes out, sticks his head up, a beautiful woman wants to date him. I watch Saturday Night Live, but whenever Pete comes on now, he gets screams from the audience like yeah. the Beatles. I mean, they, yeah. they go wild for him. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And he's in more and more yeah. sketches. Yeah. 
Uh, Billy Bush is back on Extra, and he covered the story of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson with his co-host, Rachel Lindsay, the chick from Bachelor. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's worked it into a showbiz career. And the coverage was about uh, Pete's big dick. Here's Billy Bush. He's uh, Listen to this. They're carrying on about Pete's dick. He's got the like the most famous penis ever. Here. What up, Bushman? Big Rachel's. Bush, oh, is he Bushman now? Now he's Bushman. And yeah. he's Big Rach. Big Rach and the Bushman. <laughs> he made a nice comeback, Billy Bush, right? He he was on the bus he, with Trump. He snuck in there, you know, like he went underground yeah. for a couple of years. And then he, he says, when I come out, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Now he's, he's the Bushman. He's smart. reascend? He's like Facebook. He rebranded. He's not Billy Bush anymore. <laughs> he's the Bushman. Isn't that racist, Bushman? Um, uh, I don't know, Big Rage, but I don't know what's what anymore. Don't ask me. Aren't the aboriginal aboriginals uh, called the, the Bush people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess he rebranded. And the girl from The Bachelor, she was the first black bachelorette. And she was a prosecutor. Listen to this. She was a prosecuting attorney. Like, she was a yeah, prosecutor. She was a lawyer. She was a lawyer. Now, uh, I guess, you know, boom. Well, I'm sitting it. here thinking law must be boring or not that much fun or exciting because she couldn't wait to leave. I know tons of dudes who are lawyers who never go into law. They just say it sucks, but they, they have a good education. But anyway, so she's now parlayed the bachelorette. I guess we can no longer say that being on The Bachelorette doesn't lead to anything in show business because she got a job on working alongside the Bushman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's start over. What up, Bushman? Big Rach, I'm, I'm still scratching the head. The Pete Davidson, Kim. I mean, what in God's name is going on? This man, ladies say sense of humor, right? So yeah, it, yeah. It, it's true then. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure he has he has a great sense of humor, and I'm sure it's other things. The tattoos, right? I mean, I, everybody loves the sleeve, the tattoo guy. See, the they're doing a bit where, right? It, yeah, but the, you'll see. They'll get to his big day. Like you know, they're they they're avoiding everything but his big penis, and like that's why he's getting women is their joke. It's a very sophisticated show. <laughs> Dyed hair, maybe? That's new. Uh, that's new, but, you know, there are a lot of guys with tattoos. I, I think it's something else that's setting him apart. All right, I'll think about it. You think about that for a long, long time. Say long, long. That's uh, referring to his thick and girthy penis. <laughs> long. <laughs> a lot of guys I know are angry about Pete getting all these hot chicks. You know, it started with Ariana Grande. And then it went to um, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, and there was one in between that. Oh, the daughter of, uh, wasn't it a model's daughter? Uh, 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 yeah, Kaya Gerber. Right. right. Cindy Crawford's uh, daughter. Yeah. And uh, a bevy of, and then there was one other that wasn't so famous. And then now Kim Kardashian has fallen for Pete's charms. And I know a lot, and I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for the dude. I'll tell you why. A, I've had him on the show a few times. He's a nice guy. And B, you're right. He's quirky looking. You know who's the king of quirk? 
Me. <laughs> I've had plenty of dudes look at me walking around with Beth, and they go, how the fuck Dude. did he get her? They've said it to me, to my face. They go, I just don't get it. I go, I'm funny. And a small cock. Chicks like that combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, small penis. Small dick energy. We work harder. But supposedly Pete Davidson has a massive schlong. How that got out there, I don't even know. But uh, according to what I've, what I've read, half of Hollywood is walking around bow-legged. From <laughs> they can barely... You don't want to follow Pete Davidson. Let's put it that way. Uh, no. That can't you know. be good for your ego. He's, he's one of those blessed hey, guys Boner. that... Like he when he gets into bed, he goes, hmm, how much dick should I give her? I'll hey, give Boner. her six inches. I'm not even going to dip it all the way in. You know. And why not? The guy's been through a lot of shit in his life. Oh, his dad. easy for him, yeah. No, his, his dad was a fireman at the World Trade Center during 9-11. God should give Pete Davidson a big, thick cock. Show these women what's happening. Absolutely. Big dick energy. Right, Robin. Right. Big dick energy. Okay. Right, I said. I love dick. I know you do. <laughs> I love dick. Apparently a lot of other I women do too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know what I decided over the weekend? I was thinking about it. What? Would all those crazy drops of your voice or anybody's voice that Fred plays? All over the years, what have we been doing this for 30 something years, 40 something years? I don't know. All the years. Yeah, something like that. What is the greatest drop of all time? And I, and I thought about this. And to me, do you have a favorite that comes to your mind? Like you go, oh, every time Fred plays that, I laugh. Oh, well, geez, you know, like I've got to go Fuck. through the 40 years. Okay, so let me tell you mine. Okay. Let me put you at ease. You can think about yours. It's Willie Fistergash. When Riley says Willie Fistergash, ah. it gets me every single time. It's great. Well, I do love Riley. Yep. Here. It's like I'll say, uh, oh, gee, Robin. What's that guy's name? Uh, Willie uh, Fistergash. <laughs> it gets a laugh every time. It, it does. does. <laughs> and what's so great about it is it's like, think about it. It's the name, you know, it's to trick somebody. We used to do that to Riley. Riley had the radio show. We'd email him. Hey, Riley, can you give me a shout out? And we'd come up with these names and we gave him Willie Fistergash. <laughs> and, and he like, uh, just read it. Oh, Willie Fistergash. <laughs> and he did it and i love it's like it's like will he fist her gash right and gash is even funny to call a woman's vagina a gash like that's old school <laughs> you know it's an interesting question will he fist her gash not finger her but put his entire fist in her gash the whole thing is just funny to me that's my favorite drop i decided all right uh willie uh fist the gash 
Here's how it came about, by the way. <laughs> well, now, before we get to the call. All right. Before we get to the call, I want to mention some very special guys. Uh, these guys here, they said, Riley, your show makes our day. The only reason why we continue to subscribe, uh, me and my buddies, we get together every week at the poker game and listen to your show. <laughs> Uh-oh. And they say, you know, give us a shout-out if you would. It'll make our year. I'm talking about none other than the great Derek and Stuart. Uh, Lehman, uh, Willie uh, Svistagash. <laughs> and uh, the great Steve Lewis, and none other than the Hugh Jask, uh, Jask, uh, Jassel, Jassel. Huge asshole. <laughs> you huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, rest in peace. Yeah. Riley was a guy who was on our show a bunch. And he, we, all of us would send him emails saying the only reason they subscribe to Sirius is for his show, and he believed. Oh, it. he loved and, that. And he said he wanted a million dollars a year for the show he was doing for us. And I said no. Right. It only set him off in another direction. Like he needed yeah. more money. He used to try to yeah. go on strike. All kinds of yeah. things. And I say, Riley, if you're that popular, go to some other place and do your show. Yeah. No, I mean I'm not trying to put you down i'm trying to build you up I, i'm giving you a show but i can't rationalize you getting a million dollars a show or whatever it is he wanted one point i think it was a million dollars a show <laughs> and then he just started calling your names yeah every time we talked to him you you could imagine uh, ethnicity played into the name but he still he, did the uh, show every week. It was like, well, yeah. you hate it here, and you hate how Howard treats you, according to you. Why do you stay? And I loved the show because it was so horrible. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was unlistenable. It, it was the same thing. It was always a story about Riley being kidnapped by space people, aliens. And he would discuss, he, he would discuss his abductions. A lot of times he'd be loaded when he did the show. I, I loved it. Gave out shout outs. Yeah, and then he wanted people to buy those symbols, these little crayon drawings of his for that a lot of money. That was going to save you when the when the Earth blew up. That the it was your ticket to get on the alien ship. Yeah, he gave me one, and then he said, um, "Howard, where is your symbol?" I said, "I threw it out, Riley." Drove him crazy. <laughs> you, you know, I drew that for you. I go, I know. Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> And then he he knew several alien languages like Biavian, Okwatenzin Wan. Nothing you could, that. you know, not pin not. him down Check on, like another language that everybody spoke. No. But he had all these languages. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't know speak Spanish. French or Spanish. No. Not the <laughs> Chinese. Anything that would have done it from good. Okwatenzin Wan. Yeah, that's the hard one. Kwa-umsa Lajiwan. Okwa Tanzin Wan, and then you say, Kwa Umsa Laji Wan. Kwa Umsa Laji Wan. Riley died six years ago next month. He's been gone a long time. Mm. I miss him. I remember one time Riley, he was on our show, and he would not stop complaining about parking money. <laughs> so after the appearance, I just pulled cash out of my wallet and shut him up. I had him. Oh, no. Yeah. I had to. He's a shit fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I 
hello. <laughs> I love Riley. We got to do a Riley a thon. Riley a thon. You Where, fucking uh, dirtwad. Yeah. Uh, I demand more money immediately. No. What? <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> he hated me, but he loved me. It was, it was, it was weird. <laughs> you are a piece of big bird looking shit. <laughs> oh, jeez. One time I proved uh, Riley to be a fake because I played him at African guy we have. He says, Abba Gua, you know, Abba Gula Da. Okay, you. Yes. And I told him it was from. And I told him it was a message from an alien, and he translated it. Remember that appearance? A blue da. Anyway, so uh, getting back to Pete Davidson. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, those chicks want him because he has a big dick and this and that. They they don't, they, chicks don't date you because you have a big dick necessarily. I mean, come on, give the guy a little credit. Yeah, they might be was... with him once because of that, but yeah. they won't go out with you in public. But I know it's making a lot of dudes angry that he's getting all these chicks. So I think they should feel good funny. about it. That's what I say. I say there's more hope for guys who look like me. Yeah, he's opening yeah. a door. When you see me walking with my wife, you should say thank you for the victory. Because most people look <laughs> like me. They do not look like, you know, um, you know, fill in the blank, Brad Pitt. So it's a it's a victory. No one on my staff ever dates anyone famous, but like at Saturday Night Live, like Colin Jost got Scarlett Johansson, he married her. And uh, well, I remember I think when it was like for years, you know, you didn't really see that kind of movement from directly while being on Saturday Night Live doing something else. You had to then graduate to the movies and yeah. then you got the stuff, you know, the girls yeah. looking at you and that attention. But now it's happening right on the show. Yeah, People right on the show. Beautiful women from just sitting uh, behind that weekend update desk. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Emma Stone, who's super hot, married uh, one of the writers on Saturday Night Live. They show up at that show and they start dating. The closest thing we have on this show is, if you remember years ago, Robin, and I know you do, Benji um, made out with Anna Nicole Smith in the bathroom yes, at uh, K-Rock yes. <laughs> and uh, sort of went on a date. And then the other thing I can point to is Baba Booey, when he was back in the day, used to think he thought he could get Jennifer Aniston. He, he thought, but he, he, thought, he never yeah. made a move. He was, on the, he was on the air and saying, I, I, I think I could get, you know, because Jennifer Aniston plays such a lovely young woman on Friends, and she's cute. And, and somehow Gary got it in his head that he could get her. And I'm like, let me see you even, let, you know. Meanwhile, she married Brad Pitt. She married Justin Thoreau. She only does, dates hot. Does dinner. either one of them remind you of Gary? Never. <laughs> Excuse me. I would like to date you. But he had a pretty inflated view of himself. Um, We've had that from time to time with interns and so forth. And I'm I telling you. Mike Ganji thought he could marry um, Tori Spelling. Aaron Spelling. Spelling. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. When she was in here, she undressed me with her eyes both. <laughs> Gary Delabicio. And the only I try with my guys when we had Chloe Kardashian here, who's a nice looking woman. I sent her, you know, she had the paparazzi waiting for her, and I said to JD, you know, Chloe would it be okay if JD walked out with you and held your hand because that we could start a rumor that JD's like just you know going out with you. And she goes, sure. JD walks out with Chloe Kardashian in front of our building. There's about twenty five photographers and these kids waiting. JD's holding her hand the whole time. Not one fucking newspaper reported it. No like, pictures published. They they look nothing. Nothing published. It's the only time I've ever seen her with a guy. And the and even the press looked at JD and went, There's no fucking way. Not possible. She even hugged me. She tried to sell it more. She tried to she hugged me too. So And nothing. Like 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 literally while the guys are cl- you know, clicking away, JD's doing the goodbye hug and they're hugging and like, you know, it's no Bushman report. <laughs> Did you see the latest JD from the Howard Stern show? Like we tried to get something going. <laughs> I remember JD. One guy said to you, "Are you with the Make a Wish organization?" They thought that she was doing something nice. There were a bunch of people like running around trying to get her autograph or a picture, and they were just like looking at me like, "What? The f- who are hey, you, dude? Get out of the get way! Get out of the way! Get out of the way!" Poor JD. JD was invisible. He was like the invisible man. He's holding <laughs> hands with Khloe Kardashian and she's hugging him. Yeah. And nothing. Not one picture the next day. Nothing. Not even oh. a who is this with Khloe Kardashian. No. Nope. Nope. Who is no. this mystery man? Nope. They, they knew nothing. Exactly. They knew exactly what the deal was. <laughs> hey, Rach. Hi, Bushman. Did you see who was with Khloe Kardashian? The invisible man. What do you mean? Yeah, this guy was holding hands with her. No one cared. Uh, then I tried to set you up with uh, Elliot Spitzer's gal, Ashley Dupre, but you blew that too. You, I was hoping you'd get famous from that, but nothing. I, I try with these guys. You can't say I'm not gracious. Yeah, I just I do. I don't know what it was about me that she wasn't attracted to. <laughs> no, he, he went out with her. Ashley Dupre, Benji got with ben, Benji kind of made out a little bit with Anna Nicole oh, Smith. Yeah. And then he went over to her hotel room, and she fucking basically threw him out. Yeah, it was almost like she wanted to call the police. She wanted to have yeah. arrested. <laughs> and she was kind of out of it. You know, you remember toward the end, and she was like, who are you again? Uh-huh. You go, I'm Benji. Remember, we were making out in the bathroom. And it's like, <laughs> oh, right, Benji, you were nice. It was sad. Like, Benji couldn't get anything off her. <laughs> and then remember i set up chris wilding with andy Cohn. and chris couldn't oh, even get that didn't like, go well either oh I he's still talking least, about that i mean i thought he'd at least blow andy <laughs> nothing <laughs> totally blew it and i mean no he didn't blow it yeah no, no, no. blow it <laughs> couldn't believe uh, chris is a nice looking guy i thought he'd close that deal easily i mean jd i know you well, got your issues no. What Andy, Andy opened our date saying this is not a date, so I didn't think uh, there was much opportunity there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. M- my guys never, ever kind of close the deal with, we got to get some, you got to get somebody famous, Chris. Who's the most famous well, gay man in America? It might be a little late now, but... <laughs> well, I'm with that guy in, uh, in Panama. Uh, he can't help us. He's not famous. 
I don't even know that Chris is going to last with this guy from Panama because the guy's long distance. I mean, no, no offense. I don't know either. Oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> I'm already having oh. nightmares about flying down there. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Where are you going? <laughs> Why are you going? I don't want to say exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to Panama? That's ridiculous. You don't want to I, die? You um, need to stay here. When you stay here, you find a guy. You are you so desperate? Yeah, I mean, why do you want a guy from Panama? You see, like, how often do you see yeah, this guy? Yeah. I mean, four times enough. a that's year. That's not enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great that it's hot, but four times oh, a year is hardly so a relationship. Hot. Yeah. It's so hot every day with the messages and the pictures. I mean, even last night before bed, I'm getting cocks. And, you know, <laughs> do you jerk off to the pictures? Like when a guy sends you his abs and his cock, do you jerk off to that? Honestly, there's so much of it now that I don't like. I, I'm not saying I'm bored with it, but like last night he was like trying to get something going, and I said like, oh I, you know, I have a, <laughs> I have a job, and so do you. He's a doctor, <laughs> but it was like, oh my god, how are you? How is Cosita? My god, Cosita's my cock. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> we know. <laughs> but the audience, JD, stop it. <laughs> Cosita, oh my God, is he, how is it this morning? You wake up very big, very big Cosita. Uh, 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 I <laughs> love <laughs> Cosita. He <laughs> uh, wanted to know how big it was in the morning. How big is it? When, oh, that time I was there, I wake up, he's so big. My God, it made me crazy. <laughs> Got a big laugh. I think he's dating <laughs> Bella Lugosi. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to suck your cock. <laughs> I'm going to suck your cosita. And I'm going to give you eternal life, Chris. Yes, I bite the cosita and you'll soon have the gift. That I only give to a few, and you will be my bride for eternity. <laughs> if you if you knew how close that was uh, now, to reality, <laughs> Chris, look into my asshole. You are getting sleepy. <laughs> Listen, I tried with Robin too. I, I hooked her up oh, with Clarence yeah. Clemens, the saxophone oh, player from God. the E Street Band. She would have uh, been. You didn't hook me up. He she would have been the Yoko. She would have been the Yoko of the E Street Band. <laughs> but it didn't work out. It wasn't good enough for her. To be alone with you somewhere right now and kind of sit down and, and go ahead, man. Light you, a candle and. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Open the window and let some breeze blow through melted breezes of mm-hmm. lava and to sit down and meditate with you for a little while. And Tonight, when you go home, put my album on okay. and light the camera and get in the tub. All right. And let me know when you're going to do it. Okay. And, and I'll do it at the same time. Oh. You know? <laughs> Her face, the face of an angel. Oh. Thank you. She's looking at me like, are you going to rescue me or what? Are you, you had to, you had to see the look on her face. Do you have another question for this interview? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, poor Clarence had been gone a while. You would have inherited the entire Clarence Clemens uh, fortune. So. And I could have shown up in Hawaii with all of his wives to spread his Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Joe Frazier was in love with you. I think you could have been Mrs. Joe Frazier, one of the greatest boxers in the world. You turned him down, too.
I tried with her. Serenaded her. He, he sure as hell did. He sure as hell did. <laughs> but Robin at least tried. She threw her hat in the ring for Paul McCartney when he was single. I admired that. I did. That. You fuckers. Uh, nothing. <laughs> the hey, I would have blown Andy. I went on the date. I, I pushed for that date. He kept blowing me off. <laughs> so Ralph was online. Was about to pick up on him, but he he hung up. Gets annoyed. It's Gets so annoyed. good. <laughs> Loving somebody when somebody loves you back to be loved and love in return is the only thing my heart desires to appreciate the little things I do. Oh, you're the one that got me inspired. Keep on lifting me, lifting me higher. So good, so good. Oh, Robin. Yeah, yeah Robin. Oh, yeah. Get in that bed. Right now. How dare you? Fuck me. You guys are so crazy. Oh, my God. He of loved Of all the Robin. people Rob, who you know. come here and sung, <laughs> the one who sang to me was Joe <laughs> Frazier. Joe used to have a little show he did in Vegas. Like, he would actually go I out know, and sing. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. God, I love that guy. I love when he would walk in the room. It was just such a good fucking energy. And now the time is here. The time is near here. to take my herbs and prepare to take the dare. Oh, man, it's time to climb right through them ropes and to face a man who have a plan. But states that plan, not in a shy way, he is done and through. I'm sure they knew I did it my way. way. All right, all right. <laughs> a lot of fun with that guy. Remember he like came in, he was limping, thing. and he, he, he was mowing his lawn, and he ran over his own foot. Ran over he, his uh, toe, cut off, yeah. He cut, he cut off his own toe. And I was like, champ, did you go to the hospital? He goes, no, no, no. I just put a bandage on and I'm okay. <laughs> I go, wow, you are a real man. You are tough as nails. That was one hardcore dude, Joe Frazier. Rest in peace. What a wonderful man. And the true champion. Do. The true champion. He, he was a champion. There's was nothing the, not the most, true about his champion. He was the most champion. The most. Uh. I know. I don't know how you feel, but to me. The day that his heart was broken, one day he walked into my little anteroom that was outside of my studio, and there was a huge picture of Muhammad Ali. Mm. And he was like, my, oh, yeah. my God, Robin, I thought you were my fan. And I was like, Joe, I love you. He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> You've been courted Robin. by the best of the best. And by the way, let's point out, Robin has outlived pretty much all of her suitors. Like <laughs> they, right. They're dropping like flies. But uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's right here. Good for you, Robin. Robin, I can sing too. I know you can, darling. You want to sing for you? Sing okay. to her. Well, since my baby left me. <laughs> and I found a new place to dwell. <laughs> I'm a dang at the end of lonely street. Heartbreak hotel. Let's let's see Muhammad Ali sing to you right now. You know who could probably get you at the end. I bet you could. Um, I bet you'd go out with Pete Davidson. That big no, big I energy. Wouldn't. No, really. No. I think he could get you. 
Big dick energy. (laughs) He is sexy. There's something about him, man. I get it. You like it? Yeah. There's a porn star I used to to follow and look like him. See? Fat Zane. Fat Zane, Zane, yeah. Yeah. Big Fat Zane. (laughs) P-H-A-T Zane. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Ralphie boy. Just in time. Hey, nah. We're talking about big hey. dick energy. Hey, now. Hey, now. Oh, my God, he doesn't. Hey, now. What's up, bro? Like who? No, don't hey, go, uh, go. Get back to Aaron Rodgers for a minute. First of all, the greatest thing is the Packers lost this weekend, and I hope their fucking season goes down the toilet. And. He's just one of these people. He's not smart. Like, just I don't care where he went to school or whatever. He's just one of these people who's just smart enough to be stupid. And the fucking worst thing about him is he had the fucking nerve to quote Martin Luther King. Did you see that? Yep. You have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that made no sense. He wasn't referring to a vaccine, you fucking idiot. Jesus yeah, I know. Christ. He's a moron. And, and you know what? He really should be thrown out of the NFL for lying to his teammates. He really should. If the NFL had any backbone, but they always back down when somebody's a good player, they should say, you know what? No, you they... lied. You put people's health at risk. Go fuck yourself. Now sit home and squat on a yeah. football with your fucking dumb ass. They're tough on Colin Kaepernick for kneeling, but Aaron Rodgers right. potentially killed people, but that's okay. Yeah. Throw him no, out of the league. Dick. Yep. He's a dick. I was so disgusted yesterday. Me too. I was all worked up about it, but I got my, I, at least I got the radio and I got my, you know, got it off my chest. Can't stand that fuck. Yeah, you had your your soapbox you could wait to get on. He yeah. pokes around the fucking internet, talks to Joe Rogan. He's one of these fucking internet people. They poke around so they find the facts they want on the internet. And then That's they right. think they've done yeah. research. That's not how research works, you fucking morons. Anything that agrees with them, that's research. Yeah, oh, look, I could find somebody to agree with me about uh, anything. Hey, that's well, nothing. Listen to this. Did you see the people who were down in um, Dallas waiting for JFK uh, Jr. to show up? Yeah, all idiots. <laughs> I know. You know what it is? You never used to know about these morons, but now with the Internet, they, they, you know, they get this publicity and other morons find them. Listen to this headline I read. This is from Newsweek magazine. I didn't even know Newsweek was still around, but... Teacher removed after telling eighth graders Trump still is the president and vaccines are dangerous. This is an article by Thomas Kika. Listen to this. An alleged politically charged and conspiracy-laden tirade led to the removal of a history teacher from a middle school after the incident gained national attention. The Ventura Unified School District in Ventura, California, confirmed that the teacher, whose name has not been released, I don't know why not, they should release it, no longer works at Anna Kappa Middle School, according to the Vindu, blah, blah, blah. The controversy surrounded the teacher began when a seven-minute video recording of her allegedly espousing various conservative political conspiracies to an eighth-grade class. In the clip, which was recorded in October, the teacher claimed Hunter Biden possessed child pornography on his laptop, engaged in sexual acts with his niece. This is she telling an eighth-grade class. She also allegedly disparaged the safety of vaccines and told her students that Donald Trump is still the president. Uh, so she went into all this bullshit and then the kid came home to his parents and the kid was all bummed out. And he said, um, you know, did you know President Trump is still president? <laughs> right. Well, the parents were like, what? <laughs> what are you, where are you hearing all this shit? 
What idiot is telling you this? It was the teacher. Oh, and he goes, I'm never, and the kid goes, I'm never getting vaccinated. She got, she got her ass. You said she got, yeah, she got her ass fired. At least she didn't teach about critical race theory. That's good, though. Yeah, that everybody's all worried about, which. I don't even know what that is. No what one does. Nobody does. <laughs> Did you see that clip <laughs> no on the internet? About it. That, you know, it was like one of those bits where uh, <laughs> some guy's like, ah, you know, they, they went down to Virginia to see who people were going to vote for. And he goes, I ain't voting for that Democrat. I don't want any more critical race theory being taught in our schools. And uh, so the reporter goes, well, what is critical race theory? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't like I don't want it. He goes, but I know I don't want it. That's exactly what he said. Oh, my God. They, they catch yeah. these little buzzwords. They get a little word in their stupid little head bouncing around, and it becomes a problem. Well, it has no other thought to join, so it's just bouncing around in there. <laughs> hey, let me ask you guys if you're excited about this stuff. A couple of things are happening in uh, the media. Uh, season four of Yellowstone. I'm a. I know you're a fan, Robin, and ooh, I am too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> season four of Yellowstone premiered on the Paramount Network last Sunday. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to watch it until they put all the episodes up there. They they're one of those streaming services, Paramount, that puts up a show once a week, and I got beef Weekly, with that. Yes. Well, I think I this one get, This is the TV show, TV network. This is a TV. Ne- oh, this is the TV network. But Paramount yeah. Plus is uh, is this oh, what they do? That's not a network. That's not a network. Oh. It's a streaming service I pay for. It. And if I'm paying for it, give me all the fucking episodes. It's not that great. Yeah. You forget to watch it. That's right. That's how I feel. Like Dexter, New Blood. I love Dexter, but that's on Showtime, time, and it's always yeah. been once a week. You, you now, know Netflix- what the thing is, too, Howard. We've become used to consuming it when we want so like the other day i was watching something and i want to watch more of it you know i was in the mood to watch this particular show so they're doing themselves a disservice and half the shit's not that great and they're lucky i'm even watching it so this is a big issue for ralph that ralph it's a big issue for me i got i'm there with him like i'm watching narcos on netflix dude i've already up to episode four i love that show yeah i can i can watch it whenever i want I, I forget a what show the, the service other was that I'm watching something called Condor, which is really good. <laughs> but then I ran out of episodes. You know, yeah, and I then you'll know forget that about it. Started weeks ago, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Well, wait, wait a minute! I can't watch the next show." Or you yep. care at the particular time? Like I was watching that Monica and Bill, you know, Clinton thing, and right, I was like, kind right. of into it. And then I don't know, I'm not into it anymore. I would have watched all of them if it was on, you know. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Those all—they're all on my DVR. I'm not going. I'm not starting that till they all finish. <laughs> right. Yeah, I am excited about this. Jared Leto is starring in a new movie as a living vampire in a new superhero movie, Morbius. Morbius. Yes, I'll be Did there. Did you see the trailer? Mm. Did you see the? Look good. Did you see the trailer? Yeah. It's great. Right? It's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm excited awesome. about it. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that. I'm excited All right. about Jared Leto. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guy. you guys are attracted to Jared Leto. <laughs> interesting, oh, young man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Very handsome. Very interesting. He's got a huge cock. <laughs> I went out with Big the dick girl. Energy. Who went out with him. I went out with the girl who went out with him, and she said he had a sure. huge cock. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, that's a likely story. <laughs> I was going to say, what that did you do with you energy. that? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out with you. Can you tell me about Jared's huge cock? <laughs> is that, keep talking about Jared. <laughs> Ralph, is that really true? You went out with a chick who uh, said she fucked Jared Leto and he had a big cock? Yeah, yeah. She committed a Playboy party. Yeah, yeah. Big wow. dick energy. <laughs> Playboy party? How many years ago was that? <laughs> Well, it was yeah, it was years ago. What, what do you want from me? Does it matter when it was, JD? You want the date? I'll yeah. go research it. Yeah, his cock. His cock big, is still I'm big. Sure. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so you think he got smaller in these preceding Ever years? Ever huge? <laughs> I saw here Kiss canceled twelve shows. They had a residency in Las Vegas. Some people are saying it's from low ticket sales. Other believe it was due to their longtime guitar tech dying from COVID. Do, but uh, it sounds to me like Kiss. Maybe couldn't sell those yeah. tickets. I never got Kiss. I don't. Uh, I don't get them. But I would think in Vegas they would do well. But maybe they couldn't yeah, sell they any like tickets. Costumes in Vegas. You think? They, yeah. Even if people don't know Kiss, they think it was like a Broadway show. Yeah, I think you know, if I was in Vegas, they're a hundred years old. It's enough already. You know. Yeah. I like. I like them, but you know, you, you don't want to see some old guy like you know falling off his high heels or something on stage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I do want to mention this. I, uh, JD sent me this clip. There's a, a show, a British dating show, where the elimination is like the you know if you get dropped, if you don't get picked, a buzzer goes off, and when you're eliminated, the girl gets dropped down a trap hole, like she just disappears <laughs> from the stage. And I just want to say, already great. It's already great, and it's funny as hell. Like she just disappears. You just see her going to a pit. And it's like, um, I just want to say, I want to play you down there. She's landing on. I don't know what's down there. Like the a shoot in your building. Andy Cohen. I want to. I want to play. I want to play this clip of me in 2010. Uh, I feel that this is an innovation. Something like this. I did in 2010. I thought American Idol would benefit from a trap door. I was like, kind of like, you know, they need something new. And I was like, when they get eliminated, why don't they drop them out? Of, yeah, I could play the clip. I smell lawsuit. Exactly, <laughs> because I, you know, come well, on. They that changed means... it to a dating show. That's true. Yeah, I want to build a trap door into the stage for contestants who suck. <laughs> so like they're singing and they just fucking fall through the floor. I mean, we'll have a trampoline underneath it so they don't get too hurt. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You think that'd be funny? Like, what? Oh, I would love that. Let me write that down so I don't forget. Yeah, when well, you go back to your studio, someone wrote it down. down. Yeah, in the lawsuit, I'll just bring that clip. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of good ideas. I've had a lot of good ideas over the years, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden they show up I on mean, TV. I mean, maybe what Ellen you... even ripped you, ripped you off. I told you about that game show where she... Dro you know, they get dropped through a door or they get sprung out of the building. You know, like something <laughs> terrible happens when they answer a question wrong. See? See? I was an innovator, but <laughs> nobody took me seriously. All right. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, that's Ralph. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, JD. Thank you. You know. Yeah. Was there anything else you were excited that's coming back? That was just a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how many things you want to be excited about? You don't want to. Oh, you don't want to spend the whole not. show on it. I got some others, but <laughs> you know. And let's go to. Uh, I don't know. Let me put this on hold.
Oh, Matt. Okay, Matt. Matt in New York. Hey, now. Uh, didn't Ralph bang Terry Farrell from uh, Star Trek and uh, hey Back to School? Oh, yeah, that's true. The closest we ever had from someone from the show dating. Well, I don't know if he banged her. I, I don't know. I don't that. know. I know they were friends. They were friends. <laughs> they were close friends for a while. Ralph did. He was he was actually dating the girl from Star Trek. Um, I think I guess you could say he was dating her. I, I don't know. I if don't it was know. Even dating. I, I mean, we talked to her. Did she say she was dating Ralph? I think she I don't think she ever admitted to dating. I don't know. You know what? I, that's a, let's put it this way. My crystal ball, my magic eight ball says hazy. Ask again later. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but Ralph was hanging with yeah. Terry Farrell. Do you Farrell. say her name? Farrell. 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 Yeah, Terry like Farrell. That. Yeah. I don't know that he banged her. I don't even know that he kissed her, honestly. But I know they were friendly and they would write each other or text each other or something. <laughs> I should ask him. She got all embarrassed when you interviewed her about it. Yeah, she didn't. She kind of, from what I remember, and it was a million years ago, she didn't seem all that proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't exactly uh, something that she she wasn't gushing. Yeah, right. It wasn't like Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Ralph, can you clarify? I don't want to know Ellie if you fucked her or not. Grande. I mean, you know, but. Yeah, CJ, what's up? Hey, so if the other players are getting vaccinated, then they're protecting themselves, right? Yeah. And their teammates. And yeah. their teammates. Yeah. And right. their families okay, so and anybody Aaron, else around. If Aaron Rodgers is the only one that's not vaccinated, then. He's theoretically only could be hurting himself, right? No, come on. He's first of we all, were he's about lying. The lie. Yeah, he's lying. You know, he's going around saying kind of like he's vaccinated. He wasn't telling the truth. He's a fucking selfish prick. And what is going on in our country with all these people who are so uptight about the vaccine? Jesus Christ, just get it. Let's they be put every done with goddamn this. thing in their bodies, but they won't yeah. put a vaccine in. I don't know what is going on when crazy started to become the norm. It's like it's like the Joker took over. It's like it's like I'm at the Akram Asylum. What bad habits do you have that people tell you you shouldn't do that you do? Everybody's drinking fucking weed. They're fucking taking mushrooms. Moonshine, whatever it is. They don't <laughs> yeah, right, right. Moonshine. Somebody made it in their bathroom and they're <laughs> drinking. And then. And now the vaccine, they're all fucking crazy. And then, and then if you get cancer, they'll put chemo in. They, they won't, won't question their doctors about anything. But somehow, with the vaccine, they're, it's like mass hysteria. It's like a mass stupidity in this country. I, I can't talk about it anymore. I can't even fathom it. We could be done with all this. You know. Well, we will never be done because the rest of the world isn't vaccinated. We and act PS. like it doesn't come across borders. Aaron Rodgers could have played unvaccinated. If he was upfront about it, said, look, I'm unvaccinated. But he lied and he skipped all of the safety protocols. Stop it. This guy's a fucking asshole. That's it. Don't want to hear about, you know, who he's consulting for his medical opinions. I don't. And that guy was laying out his case for Aaron Rodgers, his stupid case. Well, Aaron Rodgers hurting himself, isn't he? 
I don't want to know if you fuck someone. You know what I mean, Ralph? But was I wouldn't. I would. I, I wouldn't. That's right. not for me to Good. say. But uh, right. I, I definitely went out with her. I mean, we dated. I was at her house. We 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 went out. We went to dinner. We did stuff. You know. So yeah. Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> great. Ralph, Ralph is the is, one who pulled it off. <laughs> Ralph is the Pete Davidson of the show. <laughs> we do have a Pete Davidson. He dated the chick from Star Trek. There well, you go. Not the original Star Trek. Uh, what was her character again, Ralph? Uh, well, her name was Terry Farrell. What was her character? Dax. Dax. And Dax. which one was she you on? Deep Space spot? Nine or the other one? Deep Space Nine, which was, yeah. it wasn't a great series, or I would have married her. Uh, but uh, <laughs> she was the one who had those spots all over her face. Yeah. With right. The, uh, with, the, with the thing inside her, <laughs> so to speak. Like she they, was cute as could be. I was like, wow, Ralph, way to go. I mean, I was very proud of the boy. He was like, wow. And, like, he was hanging at her house and everything. Wow, how did she get really, wise to you? How did she, like, you, realize that she shouldn't be with you? Oh, that didn't happen at all. Like, I, like we were really good friends. Like, we, she knew me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't, she didn't find out anything, really. But do you what happened? You're not still in touch with her. No, nah. but do you remember what? how that I, I hooked up with her? What that was? No. Do you remember that? It, it, I went to a Star Trek convention that she was a big star at, and I went to like interview people, uh, you know, do stuff, you know, at a Star Trek convention. And you said, "Hey, you know, when you have your microphone, you, uh, go interview her, right? And when you have a microphone, try to pick her up, like with right. the microphone down and record it and stuff." And I was like. Okay, you know, but it was embarrassing. I was like, okay, I'll do it, and and I tried to pick her up, and I did. <laughs> I would have never, <laughs> I would have never tried that. You know what I mean? It was just your, like your 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 pal uh, gave you the the confidence. Well, it was also good. It's a good. It's a good life lesson. It's like just go for it, man. You know, yeah, like he did. Look what happened. I said to him, ask her out, and, and uh, now that you're saying it, I do remember. And, you know, there's something about the power of the microphone. When you're holding a microphone, it looks like he you're legit. He had something going on. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Uh, people. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy. what publication yeah. he works for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he works for a radio show. Just <laughs> don't say which one. Maybe he's one of those foreign critic association people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and Ralph's right. Star Trek he's at a Star Trek convention. He's got to have something going on. <laughs> and Ralph's right. You know, you could take 100 shots. If you get one right, if you get one Terry Farrell, boom, that's it. You're in business. He's one for one. He was. She was the first. Yeah. We don't have a yeah, lot of success stories around here with uh, celebrity women. Hey, hey, Robin, at least I had one. <laughs> I'm, I'm congratulating you. Yeah, you you, you celebrating. brought that Dennis Rodman, too. You, you had Dennis oh, Rodman. Oh, no, no, you? no. Stop it. Yeah, you should have. Uh, you could have been Mrs. Dennis Rodman, <laughs> like the fifth one. <laughs> uh, but but Ralph, so you would you consider yourself to have been like her boyfriend? Um. Well, I wouldn't say boyfriend. I mean, you know, she was in L.A. and I was here. You know, and right. I was going out there pretty often at the time. So. We see each other. She wasn't seeing anybody else. I wasn't. Right. But um, you never had that talk. Fun. Yeah. But what happened? No. No. It I don't. I don't know. It just. Yeah. Exactly. I was just going to say it, it just fizzled out. It, it died on the vine. 
<laughs> I always had a theory that she found out about his like three toy philosophy. You keep yeah. one, you sell one, and then you play with one. Well, it's all about the boxes. Yeah, you got to keep one completely pristine. One of my toys I keep completely boxed for investment purposes. The other (laughs) one I like to just keep so I have a pristine copy. And then I can play with one of them and display them on my display shelf. No, you got mm. that wrong. The, the The third one is to trade. So you like you keep like one you save forever, and then the other one you might want to like trade to somebody or something. And <laughs> meanwhile, you know what I have? I have three. I have three copies of these stupid things that I didn't do anything with them. <laughs> yeah, and they're worthless. All right, thank you, Ralph. So Ralph, in, in fact, did date a celebrity. Thank you. And uh, you know, it died on the vine. Hey, quickly, okay. speaking of great shows, I watched such a fucking great show this weekend. It's called Midnight Mass. It's on Netflix. It just is different. It's so fucking great. I think you'd like it, both of you. Thank you. What's it about? I don't want to say, but it's like about this, what? It, you can't get too into it, but it's this. Well, give me a, give me a, give me a, is it a science fiction? Is it a horror? What uh, is it? It's sort of horror-ish. But I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but it's got elements I know you'll like, and you, you can't really say without ruining it. And it takes place. All right, in all right. Small thank you, town. thank you, thank you. All right, enough. Well, blah, you really blah, should blah, check blah, out blah, Condor blah. too. And I remember now it's on Epics, and it's a spy thriller. Can't even explain it. I know. What's it? It's very it about? difficult to understand. What's it about? I, I just don't want to say. I, it's like a this. Blah, it's blah, like a blah. that. I don't it's, know. It's hard to say. I don't know. It's hard I, to I say. I watched the whole blah, thing, blah, blah. but it's hard to say what it's about. <laughs> I mean, I can sum up any show in a sentence. <laughs> I just know I liked it. <laughs> That's all I heard. I heard. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's driving me crazy. I'm a big fan of the TV show. I am jazz. Jazz is oh, a, jazz is back. Yeah, but she gained a hundred pounds. I'm really bummed out. She was this uh, young girl, very oh, very bright, you. very bright girl. She, you know, she was she went to Harvard, and uh, she's trans, transsexual. Uh, she was born a male, and she wanted to be a girl, and she did the whole thing on TV. She she powered it was through not getting a her. Want it was what was for her. She's a girl. Yeah. In However the wrong you body. whatever you say, but uh, I'm a fan of hers because she was just a brave, very um, charitable person. She helped a lot of people. Her family was very cool with her, and she, um, you know, first she had her titties done. No, she had natural titties from the hormones, big titties. And um, she had to get nice and thin for the vagina operation where they cut off her cock. Jitties. And uh, she... Why do you have to be thin for that? Because it's a surgery and she was a little bit chubby and they said, look, okay. we need you to lose some weight. A health thing, I, in other yeah. words. Stop and she had a super... while I'm talking to you. Come on, give me a break. Uh, I got a little hair in there. <laughs> she had a super small peen from taking hormones her whole life. She had microphallus, so they didn't have a lot to work with. You need a peen in order to get your vagina. I know I couldn't get a vagina because my, my peen my <laughs> is so small, they'd have a hard time. So they were, she went through three excruciating operations. Usually you get the one. For the one vagina, she had three operations? Yeah. They couldn't wow. get that fucker to stay 
sealed up because she didn't have enough skin. Mm. It was a whole thing. I mean, she was constantly with that vagina. And every minute, there was like a problem with it. And then they, they she had to keep uh, sticking stuff in it so it wouldn't close up. Well, everyone does that because it was a surgery, and a surgery, when it heals, the whole idea is to pull everything tight, and so you have to keep inserting those uh, stretchers uh, or expanders to make sure you make it bigger and deeper after the surgery. Well, they got her deep enough to handle the six-inch cock. They had six-inch <laughs> six penetration in there. So, And by the way, she looked good, too. You know, she was an attractive uh, young lady. And uh, I don't know, since they were taping the last show, they just put the trailer out. She gained a hundred fucking pounds. And she's big. And uh, now she says she uh, she's humiliated by her hundred pound weight gain. Oh my and God, I was like, no. I was like, she looked really good. I was like, guys are going to fuck her. She's going to get her dream, you know. Guys are going to fuck her new vagina. And she put on so much weight. I'm like, after all of that, and I'm like, after, you know, straightening out her life, getting the vagina, becoming a, a, a woman with bottom surgery, everything, it turns out she went to the next thing. Now she's got obesity. There's always oh some God, issue. No. Now, either she's a genius because she knows what, you know, turns people on. Well, first of all, I should say this. She weighs 200, I think, 30-something pounds. She's not a tall girl, and but but she's on TLC, so she's still the skinniest person on TLC because everybody else on there is like a fat. She might be a genius she's though. Not she might have uh, said up there with the thousand pound sisters or anything. Well, no, but she but she might have said to herself, you know what? Before when I had the cock and I was going through the surgery, the show was interesting. Now I got a vagina. It's pretty ordinary. Maybe I should just transition into being a fat person, and uh, you know. Because TLC loves that. <laughs> and they said to her, me longevity on this uh, network. I swear to God. And then, and then uh, she, they said, well, what the fuck are you eating? And she said, I'd like my breakfast is typical, uh, like typically fast food. Like she'll go off to a McDonald's. Oh. Then she'll mm -hmm. top it off with a donut or two or two. And then maybe two bagels. What are you talking about? After breakfast, she has a donut or two. A donut or two and then two bagels. So she put on, she's, she's, Yeesh. she's bracking them. Yeah. Yeah. And last season they had her binge eating in her car and uh, she was just shoving in the food. Like, like she does it super fast. She just like gets in the well, car. It's almost like. an indication that she has issues that she's using food to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be going now. And then in another twist, she has a brother. She has two brothers. One of the brothers is going out on dates with trans women. Oh. He's uh, dating. He's dating a uh, formerly a black dude who's now a black woman, and they're on a roller skating uh, date at a roller skating rink. <laughs> and I want to see that. I <laughs> That's like that. Too much for me to follow. Could you yeah. excuse me? <laughs> so he's dating uh, trans women. This is his second uh, woman that he's dating. Was transsexual and awesome. Jazz. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. I'm going to be watching it again. I'm real excited about that. Here is the teaser. You'll see. A typical morning's breakfast. Fast food, maybe a donut or two, and then maybe two bagels. I don't judge her by that. I'm just shocked. We're not putting butter on it right now, Jazz. I, I know. No, I just, you need to chill right now. No, you need to 
chill. Even when we think we're doing something right, she falls off the wagon. How much butter did you put on the pasta? Put one oh, tablespoon. You guys, measure wait. It? No, 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 that's not one tablespoon. I do experience fat shaming from my family. It makes me feel really humiliated. Fat shaming, I mean, they're trying to help her. It sounds like to me like... Yes, but when all this attention is put on it, it's almost like, yes, now I have them all in my little sphere and they're all concerned about me. It's a an attention-grabbing situation there. There you go. I'm agreeing with that. I think she just, you know, before they were focused on her with the peen and getting that thing right. straightened out into a vagina. And now they're focused on her with the with the weight. Shame. And I'm like, what a shame. They did all that work on her vagina only but to have her. Something's still not Pussy. filling that void you talk about, you know, that yeah. Yeah. that hole that she needs Pussy. all the attention in the room. Now that she gave up, you know, Ooh. like she has everything that she said she wanted before that was getting everybody's attention. What does she do now to get their yeah. attention? And it's driving me crazy because she got the vagina. And I was excited but that, wasn't that she was the looking good. End of, that wasn't what was really the problem. There's a problem beneath that. Vagina pussy. She's full of problems. So I like Well, it. that's most people. Yes, Howard. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty excited about it. And I'll be watching that. Season, season seven premieres November 30th on TLC. Seven. Be, I've missed all seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen only about four seasons, but it's enough. I'm caught up. I'm going to miss this one, too. Parents seem to be real tolerant of everything. You know, they they seem to give her a lot of love, but she's got something going on. Well, it's not the kind that she feels. You know, again, people don't understand. Just because you're doing something doesn't mean that the person who you're doing it to or for understands that that means you love them. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. All right, I think I'm going to take a break. Take a quick pish. I got a lot to share with you. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking to Emily Ratajkowski, who wrote a really good book. She's the girl from, uh, she's so fucking hot. It's ridiculous. She's the girl from she's that Robin. She's the girl from, um, uh, from So Fucking Hot? What's that? <laughs> no, come on, stop it. You know who she is. She's from the Robin Thicke video, of where course. she was dancing with Robin Thicke. But the book is, uh, it's, it's, it's very heavy. And um, it's called My Body. And I, I tell you, I, I was reading it. I was making a lot of notes. About what? Well, I'll wait till tomorrow. But I mean, I, there was a lot I mean, of heavy thoughts on there. Of, not about something you... I don't know. Uh, you I thought a lot of the... interview. For the interview, but also I thought a lot of the stuff was very profound. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's something worth remembering. Because, you know, right away everyone goes, oh, she's like a hot chick. What could she have to say? And that's the, that's the whole point of the well, book. Well, like, you know what? premise is every hot chick is having the best life. I know. And her <laughs> life wasn't that great. But people go, oh, I don't want to hear it because she's hot. Once in a while, then it's not a fantasy world for anyone. But no. you insist that beautiful women are having everything their way. I was operating under the delusion for a long time that the answer to all their problems was to be with me sexually. Because <laughs> I'm such a great guy. Anyway, we'll talk to Emily tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, another visit from Paul McCartney, which I can't wait.
Mm. He wrote a book, too. I cannot wait. I got so much to talk to him about. I'll never, ever squander an opportunity to talk to that man. Or get tired of opportunities. Nope. The greatest songwriter ever. It's unbelievable. I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend. I said, hey, I'm going to be interviewing Paul McCartney again. I can't tell you what a thrill it is. He goes, what do you think is the greatest Beatles album of all time? Album, not song, just not album. Not song. Right. So um, I go, hmm. He goes, I'll tell you what it is. Abbey Road. I go, let me think hmm. about that. Abbey Road, you got a good point there. You know, people forget to say Abbey Road. It's an amazing collection of music. I go, but wait a second. What about Meet the Beatles in terms of game changers and songwriting? You know, I'm talking about like their early stuff, Help, the movie Help. He goes, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, for that fact, he goes, he, my friend goes, what about Rubber Soul? I go, fuck Rubber Soul. What about Revolver? And these aren't songs we're talking. We're talking about albums, so like albums of songs. I go think about Revolver. One, two, three, four. <laughs> One, two. Now this song, I'll tell you about this song because I read Paul's book. This is an amazing fact. The tax. This is a yes. Yeah, this is a song that George wrote, George Harrison, and uh, I. I think Paul plays lead on this. He does the lead. And I was like, I got to ask Paul about this. See, this is why I never get tired of talking about it. Like, why would George write this song and then say to Paul, okay, you take lead on this? Yeah. Weird. Anyway. Um, it, there's just a million things to talk to him about. And, he's, and the book is just, he goes through all of his songs. And starts telling you what was happening when he wrote these songs. All his memories. Yeah, Paul played the guitar solo in Tax Man. See, George wrote it and then Paul goes, here's how I think you ought to do the lead. And then George just said, well, why don't you just play it? Yeah. And so he played it. That was it. But anyway, it was so silly. What's the best Beatle album? Then I go, well, wait a second. We haven't even mentioned, you know, Sergeant Pepper's. A magical mystery tour. Roll up, roll up for the mystery tour. Got a reservation. Every time you get to any one of the albums, you go, but wait a minute. Yeah, that but wait a minute. Great. I mean, how can you have so many great albums? It's crazy. Step right this way. Roll up. Roll up for the mystery tour. Roll up. Roll up for the mystery tour. See what I added to it? That extra level of harmony sounded so good. Oh, I thought that was on the record. That's the new edition. Chico Mystery Tour is waiting to take you away. Waiting to take you away. <laughs> I can't wait to sing for Paul. I'm going to let you sing too, Robin. You have to get in on oh, it. No. <laughs> you got to do your. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
a few runs for him. I know. <laughs> uh, Biden to take you away. Uh, I can't wait to talk to Paul. Yeah, there's also a movie that they're coming out with that I can't wait to see of the Beatles recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I can't wait for that. And it just got delayed by the pandemic, so I'm still waiting. I'm reading the book, and he's talking about how easy it is to play Eleanor. He says, you know, we weren't great guitar players. He goes, Eleanor Rigby's just two chords. So I went into my office, and I grabbed my guitar, and I'm like, wait a second. Is that right? C and E minor. And sure enough, I was playing C and E minor, and it was it was, it was that simple. You were playing Eleanor Rigby. I was playing Eleanor. He goes, yeah, you don't need, you don't need to know that much. Anyway, we'll save all that. Oh, here we go. Oh. C. E. C. You know, it's like that simple. What a song. And then he'll talk about stuff in the book about like Eleanor Rigby and like Eleanor was this person that he knew. And it's just so fascinating how they get to these things. And then I started realizing that most songs that these guys wrote were a conglomeration of different thoughts. You know, you always think a song is about one thing. Like Eleanor Rigby was some teacher he had and Father McKenzie, it really, he really wanted to write Father McCartney, but he thought that would be kind of lame. So he made him up a character named Father McKenzie. But one thing had nothing to do with the other. It was just mm-hmm. a bunch of different thoughts and they stick it into a song. So fascinating man. And uh, he'll give, give us some time on uh, Wednesday. So I can't wait. See how this works. Joe uh, is taking a morning drive in Massachusetts, and he looked across the meadow with a horse farm, and he saw a long stone wall, and then that's it. He wrote this song. Do you think he was high? Back then, those days, most likely, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you and I go by a horse farm, and we go, that's beautiful, and we keep going. Right. I was wondering about you. I was thinking about you the other day because you said sometimes you like, you would like to drive around and take pictures of things. And I was wondering if you take your, you know, your professional camera equipment with you and set up, or do you just no? Now I just take my uh, take my iPhone. The iPhone. Here's the here's the sad truth. Some of those big expensive cameras now, the iPhone is better. Really? Uh, yeah. I was talking to a photographer friend of mine. I go, what do you do? Because this guy's got every camera. This is how he makes his living. He goes, take your iPhone. It's just as good. Mm. And it's true. There was a guy, when I was really into photography, early on, he used to say, you know, you can do anything with an iPhone. And the guy took beautiful pictures. His whole thing was, look at the pictures I'm taking with my iPhone. And they were every bit as good as some of those that were taken with the big professional equipment. And in fact... Some of the big uh, camera companies are really hurting because, you know, the iPhone's just crushing it. Android, iPhone, yeah. all of them. And they're like, what the fuck do we do with our high-end cameras? Although, I got to tell you, sometimes I take some pictures of my high-end camera. I could swear it's better. I don't know. Maybe it's just... My sister's into photography, but she really loves the big, heavy, you know... Mm-hmm. And all those school. lenses and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's all about that. So. Who knows? 
I just use the iPhone. If I see something I want, I just go out and take pictures so I can paint them. And, uh, but know. can you make adjustments on an iPhone or is it just? No, but I'm, you know what? It's so convenient. It's so nice. Yeah. You just walk around with that iPhone and it's always with you. You know, they, the one guy once said, the best camera is the one you have with you. And he's right. I can can't lugging around that equipment. But I mean, if you're, you're going to do take that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're still going to do fashion photography where you go in a studio and you do this, the lighting setups and stuff, you got to use, you know, one of those big Nikon cameras mm-hmm. and uh, hook up your lights to it and, uh, you know, and set up flash. It's that's still the old that still works. Uh-huh. But if you're just going to walk around and shoot pictures. You know, when I painted that picture for you of your backyard, your uh, your friend, uh, Captain Dennis, took that picture. And uh, sent it to me. And, uh, well, it he was... really didn't. He gave that job to somebody else. <laughs> oh, did he? Well, whoever took it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. not a great photographer, but uh, it was good enough that I could paint the picture. Yeah. You know, I made up a little bit of it because some of it was kind of unclear. But Well, sometimes, you know, I'll send you a picture of something, and then I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have sent that to him. He's probably disgusted. <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> I because mean, what am I? Just, I don't know what I'm shooting. I never, you know, I'm just trying to show you something. Yeah, no, but don't listen. Sometimes that's all you need. Photography is really complex. Composing a great picture. People think it's easy. It's not. It's not. Nothing's easy. Anything good isn't easy. Right. Like yeah, even when I'll you talk to just a bit about the subject matter, and then I'll think, oh, that probably didn't have any framing or, you know, like all of that stuff. I was thinking about Billy Joel talking to him the other day. I was really kind of reflecting on how great a conversation that was. I just love talking to that guy. And, um, you know, when he'll say something like, oh, yeah, I wrote that song in about 20 minutes. It just came to me fully, you know, kind of realized or Ed Sheeran, for that matter, going, man. You know, yeah, yeah, I wrote that one. It, it's it's really not fair to say they wrote it in 20 minutes because they right. spent their lives learning how to do this, this incredible skill where they write songs that people love. So, and they practiced yeah. and practiced and practiced. They were bad at it and got better and yeah. better and better and better. It didn't really come in 20 minutes. It's It came in a lifetime. But like I was... Uh, I was actually writing back and forth to Ed Sheeran. He was asking me about some of my paintings. And I, he said to me, how long did it take you to do this particular painting? And uh, I said, years. You know, In other words, mm-hmm. it, it, I had to learn enough technique to do it. It took a long time to paint that painting. So it's, a, it's an impossible discussion when you talk about something creative. How long did it take you? It's it's really difficult. The fans have yeah, well, written us. I was us trying running. to show you something in a context with a picture, I and what I could never get it to look like what I was looking at. You know, that yeah. was what. Yeah, and I was like, ugh, I shouldn't even send this to him because <laughs> he's not going to get what I'm looking at. Well, I was looking at a. I was working on a painting this weekend, and it, it's perplexing because. It was a bunch of um, vines hanging over a bridge. And when you see a bunch of vines hanging over a bridge, the vines are there. But when you look at it in the shadows, you can see other vines, this volume you can see into the bush. Right. So how do you paint that? You know, and, and that's what I'm in the middle of painting. And 
you know, when someone says, well, how long do I take you to learn how to do it? I for forever. I mean, it's ridiculously difficult to do and you're that. still learning as you go along because now yeah. you've got to figure out how to put that on the, on the canvas, on the page. The new iPhone 13 has a 77-millimeter telephoto lens with a 3X optical zoom. Zhoosh. And an ultra-wide lens with a six-time optical zoom and 15 times digital zoom, whatever that Uh-oh, means. Oh, I got to get that then. There's also a LiDAR scanner on the Pro model. I have that. I don't even know what it does because I got the new iPhone. You got and, the 13? Yeah. And I wanted to shoot in, um, you know, that super high-def format that they have, uh-huh. RAW. It's called RAW. They call it something else, but it's RAW. And I could, my phone like almost blew up. It was like confused. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do, man? I can't do this. You confused the phone? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how to do half that shit. I just use, I just click away. That's it. Whatever comes out, comes out. It's pretty good as far as I can tell. It's like about two, 2.8 megabytes, some of those pictures. And I'm like, well, that's good. Enough. Yeah. People were asking if the phone, if, you know, cause most of the innovation in the 13 from the 12 is the camera. Yeah. And and people were wondering, is the camera enough to make people upgrade? Apparently Probably. it is. It is because everybody communicates through pictures now. Yeah. Everything's Instagram. A lot of people loved um, Ed Sheeran on our show. Really enjoyed him. Got some great email about his new album. I adore Ed Sheeran. He always delivers when he's on the show. What an awesome, insightful chat. And wow. His music, his stories, his all-around vibe were wonderful. I love this dude so damn much. He's such a treasure. I love Ed. Uh, Ed's idea of doing something just for yourself, something you don't share and don't want feedback on. You just do it because it brings you joy. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a compliment. Ed and Howard could make a lot of money on their paintings. I don't know about that, but they chose not to. Much respect. Riveting interview. Um, Have you seen, did Ed show you any of his work? Yeah, well, his album cover is one of his paintings. Ah, I haven't seen it yet. I remember when I first heard him sing on your show, I sat in the parking lot of my gym and cried while he sang, thinking out loud and thought, this kid is going to be big. Thank you, Howard, for always bringing us the best interviews and talent around. Yeah. Thinking of you. That was a pretty good performance. Kenny did that uh, new song Shivers, which I really love. I had that stuck in my head all weekend. Yeah, you got me singing like, ooh, I love it when you do it like that. And when you're close up, give me the shivers. Baby, you want to dance till the sunlight cracks. And when they say the party's over, then we'll bring it right back. Say, ooh, I love it when you do it like that. And when you're close up, give me the shivers. Baby, you want to dance till the sunlight cracks. And when they say the party's over. People were particularly um, uh, taken with the fact that Ed uh, loves Heinz ketchup so much 
and truly passionate about it that he wrote a commercial for Heinz ketchup, which uh, yeah. everyone checked out. It was so refreshing Brings to hear it to a the restaurant with him. He's amazing. <laughs> like it, yeah, it was so refreshing to hear a celebrity endorse something that he truly loves instead of just making a cash grab. Ed is a real, Ed is a real one. Okay. Uh, Ed's love you know for what? Heinz ketchup. I was listening to that song. I just have to say, I don't know whether I prefer this version or the one he did on Saturday Night Live where he had the full band. They both sound really good, but I think I'm leaning to this one. The, the acoustic, acoustic one. Yeah. Ed's love for Heinz ketchup is truly hilarious. I love it. I am fascinated with Ed Sheeran's love for ketchup. The fact that he carries a bottle in his bag at all times is enough to love him. Great interview. <laughs> uh, after the Ed Sheeran interview, Bobo left a message on our voicemail praising me for remember for being able to remember notes on guests. Bobo, as you know, has 18 legal pads in front of him when he calls our show. And, and remembers to to nothing. Them. Yes. Still. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nothing. Uh, but, um, yeah, Bobo with the big compliment. Hey, Gary, Bobo here. The fact of the matter is that Howard can uh, listen to John Hine, read him notes about a particular guest, and Howard retains it all, retains it. Not like me who has 25 notepads to try to remember stuff, because as you get older, Father Time knocks on our door. And what we once knew and was e easy to retain in our brains, okay, because our brains are like sponges to absorb all of this, it, it leaves us at, with age. And it's very sad. Anyway, uh, yeah, bubble out. That's that unrestricted. The, the comment of a man whose sponge is full. <laughs> well, common of man who has an 81 IQ. That's why I think he, he thinks I'm like Superman. I, not that His I'm. Brain uh, really any, is a sponge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> you think if we opened Bobo's head up, there would be a sponge in there? Yeah. Well, anyway, very thank you, Bobo. Very nice of you. But I don't have any particular uh, genius. It's just, um, you know. Listen, Bobo's got uh, some limited abilities. That's all. So I appear to be very, very <laughs> well, intelligent. Well, I'm glad that he's impressed with people who yeah. have abilities. That's really he is. nice. It was very, very nice of him. Uh, Bobo. In, in honor of Ed Sheeran, I will uh, play the Bobo song. I have my notes, my list of questions. Every time I hear his voice on the phone, I say not again, Bobo. Hey, now, Howard. His questions are so lame, and it's a shame that he calls in and ruins the show. This is awful. And I say, Howard, please hang up the phone. Come on. Pick up anyone else, but that loser, Bobo. Quick, I would hang up on Bobo. Conjurer. I would hang up on Bobo. I have an agenda. I want to warn people not to whip and down it. <laughs> an agenda. Uh, you got to love Bobo. Uh, also, like me and you, Robin, uh, fans love the Bubba impersonator who's been uh, oh. appearing on our show. Uh, that Bubba impersonator is a pretty good deal. Who does the Bubba impression? It's really good. Listen, uh, people are fascinated. I never know whether to, you know, call out who's doing yeah, the Do we want to break the fourth wall and tell? I think it's great that nobody can tell one from the other. Here's the ultimate Bub impersonator does Bubba better than the real Bub himself. I'm sure at some <laughs> point I will point out the Bub impersonator and who it is because I always mm. do that. But uh, yeah. at, at first you try to give the illusion that uh, that uh, it is Bubba. But, oh, by the way, Bub impersonator, Bubba, what's uh, what's happening? Sponge, BRN, Bubba Radio. Hey, Howard, I, I want to know, do you have a good weekend, buddy? Did you talk to anybody? Did you talk to Jennifer Witz this weekend, buddy? 
You know what? I, thank you for asking, Bubba, but you got to stop. I, I did not speak to Jennifer Witz, the CEO of this company. There's a busy woman. She doesn't have time for me or you. And uh, I'm telling you, I cannot get you a job here. I can't say to Jennifer Witz, you should call Jennifer Witz. How, Howard, Howard, look, now I'm not saying you got to go and get the job. And I'm saying, how often uh, do you meet with her? What do you got a quarterly deal? You got the bi monthly? Howard, you got to get us on. We got friggin' Nedley Mandingo here working all, all day, all night. Hey, hey, Ned, sing the new uh, Jennifer Witt song we got. Absolutely, Bubba. Hit it, boys. Please hire, Bubba. Jennifer Witz. Please hire, Bubba. Jennifer Witz. We need a friggin' job. Jennifer Witz. I need to clean and mop. Jennifer Witz. Please hire, Bubba. Jennifer Witz. Please hire, Bubba. The love spoon. Jennifer Witz. Please hire, Bubba. The love spoon. Come on, how Howard? You got it. Just give me the phone number. Just give me the last four. First of all, Howard, I got the first five digits of the number. Give me the last four. And that's Let all me tell I need. You. We'll get it going, Howard. Come on. I love the song. I think it's great. You know I think you're creative. I love you, but I'm not in charge. I know Jennifer you think Witt I can get... has to be aware of him, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think she and knows about she you. if interested, wouldn't she call? Yeah. She, she, she said, try uh, Spotify, Baba. That's what I think. She's <laughs> <laughs> handing out money over there. Tell yeah. her what we got doing. We're doing a... Uh, we're doing a big football. Bring the Bubba Gone on serious. We're doing out. We got Fabrizi fighting a python today. Come on, Howard. Don't you want that on Sirius XM? Don't you want that I your want deal? that. I'm your fan. I, I'm not, I don't, Stop making it seem like I'm keeping you off of here, for God's sake. So stop it. But but the fans love you. The fans love you. They all wrote in. They think you're terrific. They think uh, they like you even better than the real Bubba. So there you go. All right. Uh, uh, loves thanks. Show, BRN, Bubba Radio Network. Hey, Fabrizi, getting the uh, getting the deal with the uh, Python right now. Here we're doing the Bubblegon. We got the Python fight, Howard, here. Tune in. We got the Bubblegon deal. Here you go. <laughs> Fabrizi! Fabrizi, play possum, buddy. Play possum. Don't let him squeeze the bone. Oh, you got a, got a broken bone deal. Hey, hey, get Dr. Diaco on the phone. We're going to need a, a bone transplant. All right, I'll Diaco's talk to you later. I'll, I'll, I'll on, call you Howard. later. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> um, oh, people did like Diana the Musical that I sang for you, Robin, my ah, uh, concept. Yes, of, we were uh, comparing the actual yes. musical to the music you wrote. The listeners thought it was crazy how similar my version of the Princess Diana musical was in comparison to the real one that came out of Broadway. Howard, I'm really behind today, but I could listen to you doing the Diana musical for 10 hours straight. It was almost (laughs) like you wrote the real play with your parody of it. Howard tearing into Broadway show tunes is truly one of my favorite things. He was not far off with his parody. Yes, we haven't done that in a while, but uh, I always enjoy it. Diana inspired you. Yeah. Uh, also speaking of, uh, singing, um, uh, Dan, we got a lot of letters about this. Uh, we got a call from Dan from New Jersey who wanted to give me singing lessons. He also thinks Robin has tremendous potential as well. And Dan wrote us an email following up. Hey, Howard and crew, thanks for having me on the show. If Howard ever wanted to look into working on his voice, I would be more than happy to discuss it with him. Maybe he could prepare a nice song for Beth. Thanks again, Dan. Uh, some of the fans think Dan is uh, completely out of his mind and in, over his head. <laughs> Howard, I think Dan, the music teacher, is going to go to the same way that your piano teacher did if he's serious about teaching you. Yes, oh, I dear. think it's a, very frustrating. <laughs> and um, oh, oh, Ralph wrote in a uh, fan mail. Really? Well, let me see what this is. 
Ralph had a bunch of <laughs> Ralph had a bunch of topics he wanted to call in about this week, but for whatever reason didn't. Ralph on Kristen Stewart really enjoyed her. Very real. Her open, honest, and unrehearsed answers made me appreciate her and how she works. If I was her boyfriend, I would so get jealous of Kristen's emotional friend. Yes, I would too. And I brought well, that up. Well, you got to let people be who they are, Howard. No, you don't. That's a misconception no, that okay. Robin is under. <laughs> Ralph on Halloween. The decorations. Oh, I was talking about the decorations in my building yeah. where I live and I, how for years I was fighting it because it was a, Ralph. Ralph has been in my building and he said the decorations in Howard's lobby were way worse than he described. Besides the corn stalks that were giant bales of hay and just too much of everything, it looked like one of those childish white trash Halloween mazes Richard goes to. It really did. <laughs> he saw it. I'm not exaggerating. When I say there were literally bales of hay and a corn stalk every three inches. So it looked like this crazy bunch of garbage. Like if somebody just dumped a bunch of fucking hay and corn stalks. And you couldn't avoid it. It was right there as you Oh, no. You... As soon as you walked in, and witches that were like, eh, <laughs> you know, like that mechanic with the with the glowing Every time red the eyes, door opened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like skeletons and you know just crazy stuff. Um, yeah. So anyway, you got Ralph writing a letter to us. I'm shocked. Yeah. All right. You didn't have time to call in. <laughs> what could he have been doing? Oh, who knows? I don't know. Exactly. What What is he busy with? Uh, <laughs> I always ask him. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Uh, I, this is something I've been uh, threatening to play for you for a while. Uh, Debbie the Come Lady and Jeff the Vomit Guy, Levy. I got to play that for you. And I also have to play for you, Robin, the um, Asian Pete. Speaking of Halloween, I can play a little game. Okay. In Asian honor Pete of Halloween? Ho- yeah, in honor of Halloween, even though it went by uh, Asian Pete Hollywood Monsters pronunciation game. It's a, it's a mouthful, okay. but, you know, it's it's fun for you to try to figure out what Asian Pete is saying. Well, fun usually for the when, he's, when he's doing a musical thing, I very rarely get it. So let's see how we do with with this. Monster. And name. also, I'm a fan of the now 18-year-old uh, climate, uh, you know, a person, uh, Greta Thunberg or Thunberg, yeah. however you say her name. Let's call it Greta Thunberg, whatever. No, it's Thunberg. Is it Thunberg? Yeah. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Is that the Swedish thing, <laughs> Greta, Thunberg, Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, even though it's T-H? We say Thunberg. But anyway, I like this kid. She's you. saying, fuck all you old people. Blah, blah, blah. I got to live in this world. My children have to live in this world when I get uh, of age. And uh, I'm really worried about the environment and no one's doing anything. And blah, blah, blah was what that whole climate, you know, climate conference every year. And they made more mess at that conference. They said it was worse for the environment. It was the worst thing for the environment. That conference. It was terrible. And uh, Biden fell asleep. You know, everyone was sleeping through it. It just it didn't go anywhere. But uh, she says. This is what I don't figure out with her, though. I'm I'm on her team, but you can shove your climate crisis up your arse, she said at a climate conference last week. And I went, what the fuck is that about? How dare you? I, I don't understand. what 
you could shove your climate crisis up your ass is something someone would say who doesn't believe in the climate. If they didn't care about the climate and didn't believe man was had anything to do with it. The no, message no, was no. confusing to me. So I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I wish I had the clip. Do I have a clip of that where she goes, you can shove your climate crisis up your arse? Here, here it is. Listen to this. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis. You can shove your climate crisis up your arse. She made it okay. song. She made it a song, but Asterix. why would... Why, well, you're, uh, it's out of context. I don't know what led right. up to that. Yeah, well, I heard it, and I was she like, wait a second. She saying just another blah, blah, blah to all the talk and no blah, action. Blah, blah, blah. Because blah, if you calling something a crisis, blah, you blah, would obviously blah. respond to it. Right. Hmm. All right, let's get on to Asian Pete. You know, I understand Asian... him better. <laughs> yes. I don't like when people go, you can shove your climate crisis up your arse. They add that R into ass. Yes. The word well, ass is great. European. Yeah, I don't like it. Arse. They should say ass. Yeah, you're, oh, what with your bloody arse? <laughs> I mean, my horse? No, your arse. <laughs> like, shut up. Don't say, it's ass. You know how to say it. They could say it the right way. Right. It can't be that hard. She learned the British uh, pronunciation of words. Oh, I need to get a hold of that kid. (laughs) I I think she'd make mincemeat out of you. (laughs) She doesn't like a lot of nonsense. Jeez, when's the last time we heard from Asian Pete? I'll start with Asian Pete, and then I'll finish with um, Debbie the Cum Lady and Jeff the Vomit Guy, so you can really end on a downer. Uh, Really gross. Oh, that's a downer? Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) We won't get over that? (laughs) You're going to be sick once I do this. No way depressed? Yeah. Um, Asian P. That, geez, he, it's weird. Like people in the whack pack are like herpes in a sense. They they disappear for a while, and then they show up on you know unexpectedly. Like we haven't seen Asian Pete in so long. You haven't been in touch with him. No, Nobody's not for a long time. To Asian Pete. Wow. No, he was MIA for a while. We couldn't get in touch with him, but um, nearly a year, but. Wolfie somehow tracked him down. Hey, Wolfie, right? For about a year, we couldn't find Asian Pete anywhere. Very hard guy to reach. Do I have that right? For sure. Yep. He's, uh, he claims to be busy working, but that, that's, that's his excuse every time. <laughs> he's got a job that would keep him from talking to you for a year. Wow. Yeah. And he's kind of secretive about it too. I know we, I, he pushes carts somewhere, but he doesn't tell me where. <laughs> Oh, I thought when he you, was working on climate change or something like that. To be so when you talk to him, do you, are you every minute going like, what? Uh, can you say that again? Can you say that? Like, oh, cause I mean, he's really hard to understand Asian Pete. Yeah. And, and that, that's the luxury of doing a, an edited package with him because you can't understand it on the first try. Yeah. Let me get, let me, let me fill people in who we're talking about because some people, you know, it's strange to me that some people don't follow this show in our every word, but some people don't. <laughs> uh, we first met Asian Pete in 2009. Pete was a 24-year-old contestant for the World Saddest Virgin Contest. Oh. We were trying to find, yeah. And uh, I forget what the prize was. Wasn't we were going to get the guy laid from uh, the Bunny Ranch or something? 
I think that was the prize. I don't remember the contest all that well. I don't remember the contest. I didn't realize that's how we met Pete. I don't even know if he won. (laughs) Somebody was somebody (laughs) was more of a virgin than Pete. Yeah, like we had to we had to take the saddest story. It was like Queen for a day. We had to find the sad. And I don't even think Pete's story was all that sad. I think like Pete had kissed a girl or something. And yeah, I think there was a kid that was like a wolf man that was covered in fur that won that time. That's right. You're right. That dude was a nice guy. What happened to him? He was he was great, and he was covered in fur. And I even said to him, "Dude, this is what I mean with this show. Nobody follows up." Except for wolf, they herding cats. <laughs> no, he he was one of those wolf boys. I think you're right. He had hair all over his body. Yeah, and um, and and I was like, Jesus, you can you shave? Can't you just shave every day? He goes, No, me no shave. <laughs> you know, I don't remember what he sounded like. <laughs> and uh, the guy, the guy was in bad shape, and I think he won. Did he win the contest, Wolfie? I I think so. Don't quote me, but I I some reason believe that he won. <laughs> he deserved just undescribed. Asian Pete must have been disappointed. Darn it. <laughs> well, yeah, because Asian Pete was like, "I'm gonna win this so easy." <laughs> you know, like this is a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. Like he walked in thinking he no one is lower on the totem pole than Asian <laughs> Pete, and then he walks in, he sees a guy covered in fur. <laughs> <laughs> you lost track of it. How did we lose track of it? I I could probably find him. I'll 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 put some effort into track down. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be a horrible story. It's be like yeah, yeah. yeah, Wolfie, did you did you find the guy covered in fur? You go yeah, he's at the zoo. What do you mean he's at the zoo? He, 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 he got locked up. He's been there since we had him on the show. Did did he end up getting laid? The guy with the fur. Uh, I think he I did. I, I, I don't. I don't. Even I recall. think we sent him to the bunny ranch. I think they, those girls are saints. I don't care. You know, people put down prostitutes, man. Fuck you. I. I mean, they're nice. God's people. work. They're damn right. That damn right. I don't put them down. You know, they're just they're providing a service. Is there even a bunny ranch anymore? You know, Dennis died. The guy who used to yeah. run it. He he uh, had like a whole thing going there, yeah. I don't know. And then and then like I was always like, oh, the bunny ranch it must be. But then you go and I remember when Eric the actor went down there and it was just like a series of trailers. Right, <laughs> that you go in. Yeah. <laughs> like I've never actually seen it, but I saw and I was like, oh wow, it must be like this like lodge or something. And it was just yeah, like you think they're at a mansion or something. And yeah, know. it was in the Nevada desert, and people would just park these big uh, trailers. I guess the girls would hang out in the trailer. Fucking wild. But anyway, I mean, yeah. And I think I don't really remember the contest all that well. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's I very, guess, I don't, I have no recollection of it, but it would make sense. You think that a guy, I'd remember a wolf boy being here, but I don't yeah. remember. We didn't call him wolf boy. That's, that's considered racist, uh, Robin. Oh, is it? I don't <laughs> know. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> the wolves are complaining. <laughs> I don't know how TLC missed this kid. How did we lose? Why would we lose track of this guy? I mean, that's no horrible. Clue. I mean, shame on us. We got a guy covered in fur, and I don't know. Like an interesting I mean, life for sure. On Jeff the vomit guy. I know. Like, who cares? Nobody <laughs> likes women to throw up on him. Is that so horrible? Is that so bad? It's a fetish. 
I'm the crazy one. <laughs> am I crazy? Why, why am I the crazy one that I like a woman to vomit on me? Um. Anyway, so we first met Asian Pete during the the Status Virgin contest, and uh, I I don't know if he won, but I, my my recollection is hazy. But from the moment he spoke, I knew he was a star. You know, I have that ability to spot stars. That's why I was a judge on AGT. For <laughs> Your talent. I'm going to talk to Peter first. Your name is Peter Lee, right? Yes. All right, Peter. Now uh, you say you had a girlfriend. Is that correct? Yes. All right. What What are you? What are you? Japanese. Chinese. You're Chinese, and you live in this country your whole life. Yes. Now you have an odd way of speaking. Uh, what's the affliction here? This is a. Do you have a speech impediment of some sort? Yes. Yes. What? It, what? How would you what describe is it? it? What is that? I don't know. I guess speaking Nado. What? What are you speak? You got to speak English. <laughs> I am. Oh, are you speaking Chinese? No. All right. No, no. All right. All right. <laughs> Peter. Uh, <laughs> Pete, Asian Pete, as we call him, called uh, our show in uh, September of 2010 to announce that he got laid by a girl and not a hooker. So we should move ah. Yeah, he did. Um, anyway, Pete's life now is not that different from when we met him. He's, he's still not getting laid on a regular basis. He hasn't had sex in over 10 years, and he masturbates a lot. Wolf, This is Wolfie's Is he still living at home? Yes, he, he 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 lives at home for sure. It's it, it came up a lot in the conversation because things things that. are very tense. Oh dear! What do you mean? The folks aren't getting along with him. Yeah, I think I think they want to push the baby bird out of the nest, and mm-hmm. and Pete is resisting. Well, take a guess. You know, uh, how old is Pete now? Thirty four years old. So you know, parents are trying to get him his own pad. But uh, anyway, here's Pete. Telling us about how he masturbates a lot. This is a Wolfie exclusive. Have you been lonely throughout quarantine? Oh, yeah, of course. How many times per day have you been masturbating during quarantine? Oh, that. What room of the house do you do most of your masturbating? Um, first bedroom. Which room? Bedroom. Oh, your bedroom. Yes. Now, when you get to the point where you orgasm, where do you shoot your load? And nothing. That's it. Into a napkin? Yes. Are you taking the napkins from your kitchen to do this? Yes. Why do you use a napkin instead of a tissue? It's easier to clean up jizz with a napkin than a tissue? Yes. How big are your loads? Can you shoot a load hard enough that it'll rip through the napkin? Yep. (laughs) Proud. (laughs) You know what's funny about you, Wolfie? I was noticing, like, you know when someone's from another country and you think if you talk slow to them they will understand and you're like you like raise your voice and you go, Do you have big loads? Like he understands you. You don't understand him, but it's funny. Did you know did you know that he can speak Chinese? No. I thought he was doing it that. all the time. <laughs> no, I, I, I can understand his Chinese better than his English. Like he can actually speak Chinese. Pete still lives with his parents, like Wolfie said. He says they nag him a lot about paying the rent. Well, there you go. Pete, do you still live with your parents? Uh, Yes. Do you get along with your parents pretty well? Uh, No. You've been arguing with your parents? Uh, Why have they been fighting with you? Oh, they're trying to take your money? Yes. How much do they charge you in rent per month? Uh, And do they constantly nag you for more money? Yes. 
Yep. Why do you think that they're busting your balls so much? Because they want to. They got no talent as they better do. Because I can't just ask that footers at all. They're not. They don't know the rules. Wow. What did he say? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfie's the whisperer over there. Yeah, it, it's it's basically they, they keep trying to increase his rent, but they don't give him any reason why. It's not like they're improving his living situation, but he's just he's pissed off about it. They just they want his money. Yeah, aren't there rules against increasing rent to, too rapidly? You would think so. Rent control. You know, um, I, I think Pete's going to be another one of those kids that the parents have to take him to court to evict him from. <laughs> Go to Judge Judy. <laughs> Well, Pete uh, also told Wolfie that the parents make him do chores like mopping and stuff. And he's like, hey, if I'm paying all these fees, uh, you know, you two can mop up. What's going on here? <laughs> you mop up. You mop up. <laughs> all right. So anyway, this gets to the point. Let's play the Asian Pete Hollywood monster pronunciation game. I'm pretty sure you won't get any of these right. I tried it already. <laughs> sure I still don't know. Yeah, it's impossible. But try it. Maybe the people at home will be good at it. All right, it's simple. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Asian Pete Hollywood Monster Pronunciation Game. I'm your host, Howard Stern. Our contestant today is named Robin Curtis. Robin, um, are you a big fan of Asian Pete? Is that why you're Absolutely. our contestant today? I love Asian Pete. All right, let's get right to it. And our judge is Wolfie, who is an Asian Pete expert and an Asian Pete whisperer. All right, Robin, it's simple. Which Hollywood monster name is Pete attempting to, st- to say? Here we go. We just could I hear that again, Howard? I want to know. How am I going to know when you get it right or wrong? I don't. There's no <laughs> key here that tells me. <laughs> I have no idea what he's. Let me let me see if I can play along here. Is is that a name of a monster? Is that a movie title? What are you? What? Uh, give me a hint. Hollywood monster name. That's all, and that's the yeah. name of the monster. One I don't know. Wait a minute. I hear the word moon at the end. Maybe it's a bachelor moon. I think it's Mr. Bachelor Moon. Maybe. Oh, no. It's a movie title. Okay. You guys just call okay. Me. Yeah, yeah. Play it one more time now. All right. You're not going to get it. Bachelor Moon. <laughs> I know what it is now. And it's Focus ridiculous. on the last word. I what, know. moon? Don't. Don't bother. I'm going to give you the answer. Oh, don't Just forget bother. it. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> it's Creature, right, from, creature, it creature from, from the Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. Not moon. Black Lagoon. All right, I'm, I'm doing one more of these. It's ridiculous. You can't get any of these. <laughs> Try this one. One more oh, time. That's, a, that, that's at least short. Calculus. Charles Atlas. Child's play. <laughs> right, this is a person. This a, is a person, okay. Mm-hmm. Calculus. Like, I know the answer, and I'm still not convinced he's saying it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it is. All right, silly. Count Dracula. Listen. That's not even close. <laughs> count Dreas. No, it wasn't any count anybody. All right, I'm going to give you one more. This one might be easier. 
All right. Here we go. Brian of Frankenstein. Bride of I Frankenstein. Got I got yeah. that one. I got that, oh. too. Bride of Frankenstein. Let's play it again. <laughs> Brian of Frankenstein. Yeah. Brian of Frankenstein. Sure. All right. You got one. Yeah, I think that's the only one. Uh, yeah, it's enough. I, I think we have enough. Million dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> I should play the all of them at once and see if you can get them at once. <laughs> Michael Byers. Wait a minute. One oh, more time. I got Michael it. Myers. There you go. I got that one too. Michael Myers. Michael Byers. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Michael Byers. We're getting good at maybe maybe we're good at this. Okay, one more. Wait a minute, I need another play. Hailey Mecca. Oh, Hailey Mecca. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. No, it's not it. But good guess. I mean, good as any. It's uh, Herman Munster. Oh dear! Hey, Mecca. He doesn't mind that. how much he scrambles a word. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, you get the idea. I'm gonna tell you. Good job, fun. Wolfie, tracking him down. See if you can find uh, whatever happened to the guy with the fur on his face. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've worked on that this week for sure. Sure. Well, little update. Unbelievable. <laughs> Late in the show, I don't even know if I want to get to uh, Debbie the Come Lady. And you got to really be in the mood for this. Really? How do you get yeah. into the mood? What What should you do to get into the mood? It's just really, you know, Jeff, there's something about Jeff the Bombic guy's voice that really turns my stomach. I mean, yes. when he starts talking about being thrown up on, it's not the content. It's just the way he delivers. He's like, is it so weird? Is it so weird that I'm into vomiting and women vomit? And, you know, uh, if he wasn't, if he didn't talk the way he does, I I imagine he could have found a few people to vomit on him, but he's yeah. so repulsive <laughs> that that doesn't even work. Oh wait, I got I got to tell you this fact. This is from the last bit we just did. Yeah, this is crazy. The guy who won the saddest virgin contest was a guy named Alex. Asian uh -huh. Pete didn't win. The guy with the the hair on his face was Richard. He didn't even. He win. didn't win. The guy who won was Alex. He had cerebral palsy and he was in a wheelchair. He won, oh. and he got laid. Okay. Because I was going to be like, who beat the guy with the hair? I know. That's the crazy part of the story. <laughs> Let me see what Marianne wants. She's been on all morning. I feel bad for her. Marianne, what's up? I'm here for you every day, whether you pick up on me or not, Howard. I love you. Um, first of all, congratulations to Benji because he did it for a cause and he raised 4000 for Susan G. Coleman. I went out for him, but I didn't see him. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the jazz show, Howard, and I feel like it totally lost its message now. That girl went through so much hardship with those surgeries that I couldn't even bear to watch it. But now, with the brother and the weight, it almost turned the positive message of how bad, you know, turning into, you know, a transgender or changing his sex is losing the message. What do you think? 
<laughs> I think I we mean, went over this already. I, I think that. Do, but I've been holding on. I don't even know. Said, what, so you I don't know what the question is. What is the question? What is the question? No, no, no. I'll give you another topic. Thank you, thank you. All right, all right. What is? What was her question? Basically, she said she thinks they've lost the thread of the show with his mm. new the brother dating transgender people and. And Jazz having a weight problem after no. going through all this. She thinks the positive message that was She's wrong. transmitted before has been lost. She's wrong. Uh, Anything with this Jazz is great. <laughs> and, you know, the brother dating a transgender woman is great. It's all great. No. I'm not done with them yet. <laughs> now, where was I? Well, we were talking about Jeff and... Jeff the vomit guy. Yeah, and how to get in the mood for this. What's sadder to you, winning a virgin contest and getting laid or not or winning? Losing. Yeah, which is worse? That's what I'm wondering. That's that's what I'm I thought her question would be. It's worse to lose. Like you're already <laughs> suffering and struggling and there's somebody worse off than you that beat you out. All right. So I'm going to do this, but if you get sick, just turn off the radio. That's all. You know what I mean? We're going right. to do it. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. If not, go over to uh, Howard 101 and listen to something else. Or any of the channels. Sick? I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time with Jeff the Vomit Guy, but this is fascinating. We put together um, two extreme fetishes. Debbie the Cum Lady, who gets me a little bit ill with her thing, she, needs, she claims that she has to go and milk guys cum every day and drink it. Or she fights depression and headaches if she doesn't blow like seven guys a day. And she, she literally goes like in milking cows. She has seven guys and she she jerks them off or she blows them and they, they come in her mouth and she's like ecstatic. It's heaven. It's heaven. Yes. That's what she I mean, and, and I do get a little ill when I think about that. <laughs> and then you got Jeff the vomit guy who gets off on women's vomit. And both of but them. But he are, never are, gets it. Uh, right. Both of them, though, are constantly in search of their body fluid. In Debbie's case, cum and uh, Jeff's vomit. And I don't know, the combination of the two is crazy. <laughs> so we started thinking in a moment of stupidity that maybe we'd work out a deal where Debbie could vomit on Jeff and uh, in turn, Jeff could come in her mouth. So we put them on the phone together to see if this was a match made in heaven. And I know I've been okay. saying I'm going to play this for a while, but it took me a while to get into it. Here we go. All right. So Jeff calls himself an emetophile, or a, which means a vomit lover. I, I, can I help it if I'm an emetophile? I think he coined that term himself. Nobody else yeah. uses yeah. that term. Yeah, this is like a gross love connection. But uh, <laughs> Jeff's an emetophile or a vomit lover. And uh, just to remind you, here's a clip of Jeff calling us for the first time back in December 2000, explaining his condition. Jeff, let me get this straight. You, right you are willing to be thrown up on, right? That is correct. I would like to come down to the show to have some beautiful bay boff all over me. I like a man with a goal. That's my goal. And you do you have a goal. You get this? I'm an emetophile. What is that? Emetophilia is uh, people who are aroused by vomit. They, right. they get turned on by the sight, the sound, the feel. It's a fetish. I'm a worshiper at the porcelain altar. And uh, from that day forward, a vile, the most vile star was born. <laughs> I'm working on a film called um, A Vile Star Was Born. 
We told uh, Debbie to come. Repulsive whack packer. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Hands down. Even the little jokes he throws in. (laughs) From that day forward, I was a a worshiper of the porcelain. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, shut up. We told Debbie to come, lady. We had found someone who might be willing to give her fresh cum. We connect. Throw up. We connected her to Jeff. She went right into her pitch. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Okay, I'm the cum slut, meaning I'm obsessed with a good load. What it does is makes me feel good having a nice hard sock on my mouth. I love putting it in soft and feeling it grow on my mouth. And I work my way down to your taint with my tongue, and I shove my tongue up your ass. So I'm still jacking you off. Yeah. And jacking you off harder and harder, and you will explode like a hose like you never did before. The mind-blowing head. And the reason why I like this, this relieves my stress, keeps me going, gives me energy, takes away any kind of headache, just makes me feel exhilarating. So I need to get as much as I can. You can't jack off for maybe a week before you see me because you need to be giving me a couple of loads. Yeah, I could understand. I could understand it. That sounds like something that could, could be fun. You know, uh, that request doesn't seem so so far fetched or so uh, so uh, um, uh, off the beaten path. <laughs> Got away with whim, that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, of course, a girl blowing you. Yeah, that could be interesting. <laughs> The, the whole, the whole, when those two talk, it's like my, it's like an exercise for my gag reflex. Like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so no surprise here. Jeff was happy to give up his cum, but now it was his turn to tell Debbie what he wanted in exchange right, in return. Yes. And you got to say, would, would Debbie be willing to do it? So here, here's your answer. I would be w- most willing to, uh, to have you. Uh, suck on my cock and uh, uh, to any extreme level that you would like and I would have no qualm with that whatsoever but in return uh, what I would like from you is to be able to have you feeling nauseous feeling kind of sick feeling like you like you want to throw up and use me as a as a human toilet I would uh, love to actually have you throw up on me and once you do that then I will give you my my load into your mouth, and you will, uh, you know, it will fulfill you to some degree, right. as you vomiting on me will f- fulfill me. Okay, well, wow, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does, does sound exciting, yeah. and would be a first for me, and um, wow. I love how it excites you. Wow. <laughs> That's the first time... I've actually heard this kind of go down the right way. <laughs> like she's not grossed out by him and he's not grossed out by her. And not only did she agree, but she then went into a full scenario of what would go down if she meets. Oh, uh, really? Clinton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to, uh, you know, be able to maybe be allowed to stroke your tongue, you know, the, inducing the gag, gag reflex and just let it pour out of you, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Okay, so you could. You'll be stroking my tongue, so I would throw up on you. Um, I get on your chest, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe spread it around your chest a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and spread it around on your chest. Yeah. And 
thumb past your belly button. Mm-hmm. Once I get past your belly button, that's when I would shove your cock in my throat. It'd probably make me throw up mm-hmm. a little bit more, which I yeah. did on your legs and yeah. spread all over your legs yeah. while I'm jacking you off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And sucking on your cock harder. Mm-hmm. And between the throw up all over you and mm-hmm. me sucking your cock and yeah. rubbing your balls and licking your taint, yeah. rubbing, caressing your asshole, this hopefully will definitely make you explode in my mouth. Yeah, and, <laughs> and in turn, that could give you uh, an, or, uh, an orgasm oh, or something. Oh, definitely. I'm definitely going to get off. We'll get you, uh, you know, excited. That we get you, you know, aroused. Oh, Jeez. I'm telling you, I told you, sickening. <laughs> you know, there's no one left listening. <laughs> yeah, it's just me and you here. Oh, my. I called the guys oh. after I heard this. I go, you know, there's a lid for every pot. Like, my goodness. Who These two knew? found each other. It really is true. It's like a like like when a disgusting Harry met vile Sally movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I thought like like I, my stomach was turning from the two of them. And then if that wasn't gross enough, Debbie made like these suggestions for the big finale here. Oh, While yeah. I'm rubbing your vomit all over you, yeah. do you think I could take some on my finger and shove it up your asshole? Of course. And like use it as lube and have my finger go in and out of your ass and yeah. my tongue. If and that's what you were, sure. I have. I don't have any problem with okay. that. that. That's fine. You're with definitely me. interesting. You sound fun. Well, yeah, I'm. 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 I'm very intense. I'm very intense. I'm. I'm fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm fun. <laughs> Would you be willing to do this? If I mailed my vomit to you, yeah, would yeah. you mail your semen to me? Uh, sure, I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Okay. But, but that that would surely diminish. Uh, that's a far cry from having a, li- a live uh, fetish. See, that's you know. If, While you're pouring it on you, I could talk to you on the phone, like hmm. I'm there. Oh, well, fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, Debbie, <laughs> I hope to be in touch soon, and I, I look forward to uh, to get you. Uh, get, get you hot and going too, you know. Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. Uh, okay. Bye bye. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Nothing about Jeff the vomit guy sounds like fun to me. I mean, anybody there? <laughs> anybody there? Yeah, it's people hung up. <laughs> He's in no, love, though. Just, you can tell. He. He was so shocked at being accepted. <laughs> well, he hardly had anything to say. He'd never encountered that before. You're a hundred percent right because uh, Jeff calls Wolfie every day, at least once a day, to see when he can meet Debbie in person. <laughs> and all over his notebook, he's doodling Mrs. Debbie the Vomit Guy. Like, wow. Yeah, he wants a marriage. Ugh. Debbie the Come Lady. I don't think those but two hit it off. Seven loads a day. I don't think she can be faithful to Jeff. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, hey, Eric, did you ever meet up with her? Wasn't she going to blow you? She she was going to blow me, and the Jeff better back off because she's mine. <laughs> well, hey, look, you got to get, get to her before you can claim her. <laughs> she's not yours. She's she's kind of everybody's. No, get her on the phone. I want to talk to her. Nah. What's the you go everywhere, Eric. You never made it to Florida to get that blowjob. Well, I have a car. I'm willing to drive there tomorrow. <laughs> he is. 
She's evidently very good at it. I mean, she's had enough practice. But she's uh, awesome at it. She she says she's amazing. Yeah. Would you drive down to Florida to get a blowjob from her? Absolutely. No. Why not? Yeah. Let's stop him. Hey, I I got no problem with that. I I would like to see him (laughs) hook up with her. I'd love to get a report. Will you record it? Like, you know, like just audio. I don't mean video. That would be gross. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do audio with my phone. Okay. I'll see if I can hook that up. Did you get her on the phone? I don't know where she is now. I want to end the show. I'm tired. I did a bunch of hours Yeah, we've already. got more things to do than get you a blowjob. Yeah, like can what, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> can, you get, can you get us on the phone tomorrow? Let me ask you something. Would you yeah. mind if she blew you and then in turn vomited your semen on Jeff? Like if Jeff's in another room. No, I, I don't want Why? that. That's gross. That's gross. I don't know. I don't think that's a big deal. I think well, you, you wouldn't I have think to if, see it. He's in another room. He's in another room. She'll blow you, swallow it, and then vomit it up on Jeff. No. I, no. I don't want another guy in there. No, he'll be in another room. <laughs> like, no. She'll blow you. You'll be alone with her. After she's done, she you know gives you a kiss or whatever. While you're getting dressed, she runs in the other room where you don't even see Jeff. And then she takes and, and, and vomits up your load onto Jeff. No, my load is only for her. That's it. All right. <laughs> you don't want to okay, share that's that fair. load. <laughs> you don't want to no. share his load with anyone. <laughs> All right. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. No, yeah, I get it. Can you, can, like, can you talk to both of us tomorrow morning? Like, I don't want Beth blowing me and then throwing up my load on some other man. <laughs> Like my I load is for her. Where Eric's yeah, I, I kind of do. I kind of. I'm trying to put myself in Eric's shoes, and those are some big, smelly shoes. Remember when John Stamos was in studio and he shared that Beth story? Like, yeah. You don't want Beth. You don't want Beth to John Stamos, do you? Oh no, no fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. Not at no all. fucking way. No fucking way. So You're Jeff absolutely the right. Jeff the guy is your John Stamos in this scenario. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I would have lost her if uh, she went with John Stamos. It'd be like, hey, vey. Right. Well, I got to say, though, so, that was a good test, though. I got to say, that's when I really knew that this relation was going to last when Beth chose me over John Stamos. I was like, whoa, that's somebody who loves me. I don't have to worry. And you're hot. And you're harder than John Stamos. That's why you Beth knew. Did. That's right. That's why Beth That's had right. you. Complimentary, Eric. On, yeah, he's right. On that day, I knew I'm hotter than John Stamos. <laughs> you knew. And Donnie Wahlberg is hotter than John Stamos. Is he? Donnie Wahlberg is hotter than every man on the planet. <laughs> and Donnie Wahlberg has a hot wife like you do. That's right. He's damn you right. You don't think John Stamos' wife is hot? John Stamos' wife is hot. She's gorgeous. I mean, I never really. Met, I never seen her. Per- I never seen her in person. You got Google? Google John yeah. Stamos' wife. This is something to see. Really? Oh, I, I'll check it out after the show. Yeah, but yeah. promise me, she's a, she's really nice. Don't beat off to her, okay? 
<laughs> no, I won't. She's a mother. Can you get me and Debbie? Yeah, she's a mother. Can you get me and Debbie on the phone tomorrow morning? I think we kind of did that bit. You know what I mean? Like you already had your well, shot. Well, he wants with to her. actually make a date and now go down there get a get a firm date. Is that what you're looking for, Eric? Well, why do you have a dating game with me and Jeff and Debbie? See what Debbie mm. really no, no, wants. No, 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 a dating. Hold game. it! Don't no 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 so quick. Don't no 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 so quick. Wait a second. This kid might be onto something. Let me think you mean about that. You want to be in competition with Jeff and see who she picks? Yeah, wait a second. Yeah. High pitch Eric, Jeff, and maybe, um, I don't know, like Jeff the Vomit guy. Jeff the Vomit guy and Jeff the Drunk. Let Ooh. the three of them compete. All right. But, but how? Hi. how maybe medicated how Pete. How is uh, yeah, I was thinking medicated oh. Pete or, or, or uh, Asian Pete, whoever. <laughs> Asian Pete, wow. <laughs> how about everybody? <laughs> Hey, hi, Pitch. I got to go, pal. I'll see. I'll try and hook up a dating game. We'll see. All right, cool. You know, maybe maybe it'll be you, um, Jeff the Vomit Guy, maybe like Lenny Dykstra. The three of you guys compete <laughs> for uh, Debbie the Cum Lady. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that would be a great game in Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. What an intriguing game. I think you could win. Maybe Lenny Dykstra could drive down to Florida with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. I pitch everybody. All right, bye. Bye. I pitch really wants Debbie to come, lady. You can tell. Yeah, but now he's putting it up to question whether he can win the dating game. It's a good bit. Don't reject it so quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, we might, it might be the greatest thing of all time. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to end this mess and uh, tell you that tomorrow uh, we'll be talking to Emily Ratajkowski with her new book. We also yeah. got a ton of stuff to get to, Robin. We we didn't even crack a dent in the uh, the we didn't even make a crack crack a dent. I'm a, a I'm, dent I'm, in in the what? Thank you. And uh, <laughs> you know what? Who cares what I'm saying at this point? I feel like we've been on the air for 17 hours.